0: This episode of the Boz and Bobrow podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumors TV YouTube channel.
1: Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work, shopify.com slash work.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Celtic Loomers TV, the balls and bobble podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul, Barry and Michael will be with us on the show today and we will go, we'll get their views on the last few days of the events at Celtic. Uh, we'll talk about where the club is going now after these events. First or Mark will go through our weekly shout-outs and I'll go through the latest transfer gossip and rumours around Celtic. Mark?
0: Thanks again, Paul. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, just a usual shout-out to Tim Oloy and Malika. Uh, ROH, Richie, uh, he's waiting for the, the chemotherapy treatment, sir. All the bits to that, but she when it comes, and young Ben, he took his first steps on Friday, since he did his operations and his legs, are uh, well done Ben, brilliant stuff wee man, your mum and dad are so proud of you, and you know that we're all cheering for cheering you on as well wee man, so hail, hail. Just so that coming in there, David, in the, night, on the live chat, Mike, can on later on isn't he?
2: Mm-hmm, Mike is going to be honest with you yes. interested to get Michael's views on what happened in the last couple of days at Celtic.
0: Like, everybody's got a view to give, you know. It's been, a, mm-hmm. it's been a, a fraught couple of days, as they say, Paul.
2: <sighs> what you I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Has it, has it sunk in yet? Like, you know, that. Like, I thought we were over every disaster that would come to Cedric after uh, after last season, Mark, you know, and then like, I certainly didn't see this coming, like you know, I don't think no one saw this coming, like, you know, and it's just, it, it was just like another bomb hit Celtic again, hasn't it, you know? Wait, I
0: don't think anybody's seen it coming at all, just totally out of the blue, it came out of the head of the was the
2: of winter. Well, it's just giving the media more negative attention, like, to, to write about Celtic again, like, saying how bored we are, saying how things how are, Given supporters, groups, not a chance to voice their anger against the club again, is this? You know? Well, just
0: feeding the, feeding the animal into this.
2: hmm
0: The press and the media are going day with the day to get their clicks on their websites and sell their newspapers, but, hmm I don't know. We've always talked on there about these fan groups. I don't really pay much attention what fan groups and that, to say, it, to be honest. To me, there's always an agenda behind things. We well, spoke about it before, this thing, the Celtic Trust, and the one shares, and all that kind of thing. To me, there's always an agenda for per- like, personal agendas behind all these kind of, mm-hmm.
2: kind
0: of movements, if you want to call them not, You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So, first, we're just going to go through some weekly rumours and gossip around Celtic. After talks between Eddie Howe and his Celtic board broke down, former Australian coach uh, team manager of Yokohama uh, Angie Loco, I think is no favourite to be the next Celtic manager uh, we will talk more about this with uh, Michael and Barry and Mark when, uh, later on the show Roy Keane and Damien Duff has also been mentioned again uh, Damien Duff is, 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 is it looks like could be coming back to Celtic as an assistant manager to to Roy Keane, uh, could this be a favoured move by Dermot Desmond considering the, the links between himself and Roy Keane over the last couple of years? So Hampton have joined Norwich and Barney in the race to sign Celtic midfielder Ryan Christie. So Hampton briefly signed Celtic players uh, Virgil Van Dyke, Fraser Foster and Saw Downstone and see this to their advantage in signing Christie, how successful these players have been for them in the past. Successful. Fraser Fasas is sitting on the bench, Mark. Uh, Stuart Dam's gone, even though the team as, as as I can see, the only one who's been successful really is who left them and went down to better teams was Virgil Van Dyke.
0: <laughs> what, what kind of price would that have? you are looking at 4 to 5 million, Mark. What, what kind of price would a player of that level cost you doing in England? Even if he's just gone going to Southampton as a squad player. Anything, mm-hmm. No, I mean, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get a period You
2: wouldn't get him, no, you not won't, you won't get him for £5 million anyway, Mac. They would, they'd, they'd, even in his last year's contract, there are some players down there still going for £20 Do you know, so it just shows the the, the, the Scottish football that they can't they can refuse bids like this, Mac, isn't She's They're obviously happy enough with the players that
0: they have bought off Celtic over the years, so they wouldn't keep coming back for them. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, even though know, Foster's no been in the team, he's done them a turn over the years, so Stuart Armstrong. Because you now we're covering the, the drafting Forum in there, they always talking well about Stuart Armstrong in that post. Yeah. The fans
2: liked him. Mm-hmm. Look, whoever comes in, Mark, we just want the highest price of this. So Hampton, that's going to take him. And it's good, though, because... If these three teams are going to be involved in the bidding market, it's going to go make Celtic's price even better to get uh, the, 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 the to go, you know?
0: I've just seen the stock about 5 million. I don't, I'm not expecting them to go overboard but maybe. Do you know what I mean? A wee bit of a, a bidding war might push it up to maybe the 7
2: million mark, 6 million. Mm-hmm. So that's it from uh, Celtic Rooms and Goswick as the last couple of events seem to be all over the media sources. Uh, so now we're going to have uh, Barry and Michael will be joining us on the show, Mark Uh, uh, the two lads will be coming on the the show tonight to share their views on the recent events with Eddie Howe Uh, new manager links to Celtic and who is Is it Eddie Howe to blame, is the board to blame or is it the two uh, parties in themselves who are to blame in this Uh comedy, Michael Would You know? I still, I said it the other night and I'll
0: keep saying it. The majority of time for me lies at Eddie Howe's door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can say the board should have done this, done that, but it's, uh, you don't know, we'll never know the ins and outs yet as such, Paul, but Mm -hmm. Eddie Howe at his word and Mm -hmm. all that stuff with the background team and that. That could have been so two weeks ago. Right? Yeah. Even doing... Celtic, will take, will go, go, go and get other, go other coaches. Bring up, go and find other coaches. And Eddie Howe was just out of the opinion that it was his team or nobody. I think exactly. that's Barry and Mikey on now. Yep. All right, guys. All right, how you doing, Zach? Barry, hi. Michael.
3: Michael. Yeah, i,
0: I picking <laughs> Done that. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on, lads. Um,
2: no worries, guys. <laughs> But I will start with you, first. You were adamant that, same as ourselves, that it's more likely going to be Eddie Howe come to Celtic. What was your reaction, firstly when you heard the news uh, when it broke on Friday? Um,
3: probably a bit of disbelief, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. um, You know, I think I was on the show last Sunday Mm-hmm. And I sort of I painted a scenario that I didn't believe was true, and that scenario was I didn't believe that we could be sitting here. Uh, I think I said <clears throat> almost, you know, coming into June, and we did not know who our manager was going to be. I, I just didn't believe that that was the case. I didn't believe that was possible. Um, where I, I would probably say, I slightly disagree with you, Mark, in terms that I do lay the blame at, at the board's fault. Uh, with regards to Eddie Howe, I'm not uh, I'm not devastated that Eddie Howe's not coming. You know, I think there was a, a consensus with a lot of people on the forum that uh, you know they, they didn't really fancy Eddie Howe. And to be honest, I, I was quite keen on him to come. But I was when the news broke on Friday, I wasn't devastated that he wasn't coming. But we were oh, we, we were set,
2: we, we were kind of setting him coming because of all the. It was just getting so close, Barry. We, we, we well, were kind of come to terms of of of, of, of setting ourselves up for Eddie Howe, weren't we? You yeah. Know?
3: Well, I mean, I, I said it on numerous podcasts, you know, my,
2: my belief or my
3: thought process was that Eddie Howe the deal had been struck, and I, I think w- w- multiple people had said, that, you know, we we believed that the deal was done, and also that he'd done work in the background and he'd be bringing player after player. You know, those deals had been done as well. So when it broke on Friday that the Eddie Howe deal had collapsed. I was in shock, but what I'll do is I'll explain myself as to why, Mark. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's the board's fault. Is that if, if the board went to Eddie House three months ago and they had the meeting with Dermot Desmond and Peter Law and whoever else was present at that meeting, if he, if they were Eddie Howe was his number one choice, and they said, you know, we want you as our manager. You know, do you want the job? And he indicated yes. However. I'm not going to sign anything until the summer or I can't I can't come until the summer because I'm on gardening leave and these are the terms and conditions I want. You know, I want my backroom staff available. If there was any obstacles at that point or, or you know, c- could it have been a case whereby Dermot Desmond or the boss says, right, OK, that's fine. However, we want you to sign this pre-contract or whatever. I don't know the legalities of it, but I wanted something in place whereby once your gardening leave is up or once we've, you know, struck a deal with your backroom staff, you... Are coming to us on this this contract What I can't believe is that The fact that the board have just taken it Like you said Mark The board have just taken him as his word That doesn't work in football It doesn't work in any walk of life now Somebody just saying aye I'm going to come uh, But you've got my word on it It just doesn't work like that And that's where I feel, feel the board have let the club The fans down Because I think if there was any obstacles I think I said it on the forum If there's any potential obstacles in the way in terms of, like I say, gardening leave, or no, I can't come yet, or I'm only coming if I'm getting my staff. At that point, we should say, well, you know what? We, we need an answer now. We need a deal done now. If you can't do it, we're going to move on. And that's where I feel we've we've made a big error. But like I say, I'm not devastated that Eddie Howe's not coming, uh, but I do, like, Eddie Howe owes Celtic nothing. I'm not particularly bothered he's not coming. You know, I think he would have been a good appointment, but uh, for me, I do lay the blame at the board, I'm afraid. Is it is it
2: kind of, uh, deja vu for for the, for the board, Barry. Like, the, the same scenario, like, it wasn't a manager, but the kind of same scenario happened with the Foster when they took his word for it as well. And kind of the last minute, then he kind of taunt his hand, head as well and decided to stay. Like, is, do Celtic board not think belong from the past or...
3: Potentially, you're right, but I, th- I think you know when it comes to players, Paul, it's not as big a deal. You know exactly. It yes, yes. When it's a player, you know, because if if one player doesn't come, there'll be three or four or five other names on the list of a player that they could get in. I just personally think, and this this is quite a bold statement. I just don't believe the board are fit for purpose. I I don't believe that as a club we'll move forward under the current. Leader yeah, we we're going
2: to have that uh, discussion. Yeah, uh, no don't, don't,
3: So we're No, I'm just saying that, that. That's my take on it. That's my take on the events of the last couple of days.
2: Because, like, you can look at it. You can look at the ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can put the blame, uh, as well, on Eddie Howe, and you can put the blame on the board for letting this drag on for so long when he was still giving them his word. You know what I mean?
3: oh, with, without a doubt, I, I'm not, I'm not absol- absolving Eddie Howe at any blame. You. Certainly not. And I said, I said it on the forum. There's no doubt he's missed the club about. There's no doubt. But but the thing is, Eddie Howe doesn't owe the club anything. The board, the board have got a responsibility. The board have got a duty to the club, to the fans, to the shareholders, everybody
2: involved, to, to run the club properly. And I don't believe they're because doing. It. And I think this is
3: another massive, massive error on their part. Myself like
2: and Mark, Mark was saying on the last podcast with uh, with John, you know, Donda, should have bought a saying kinda of weeks before, look, Eddie, we still haven't got an answer from you. You know, you're still saying you're waiting till the end of the season, you you're waiting to contact your your backroom staff. Look, if you're not gonna sign no, we we'll move on to the next candidate. But there was nothing kind of that from Celtic. It was always that they were Albin Eddie Howe, and maybe maybe they actually really thought they were going to get him but they they should have have had some kind of idea that he wasn't coming back. Do you know what I mean? If he was yeah, keeping holding mean, on. If, if there's nothing
3: set in stone, uh, Paul, you're mm-hmm. on the list of this happening, and that that's how I was so. I said that.
2: Him. I said that when you were on the podcast numerous times. I said that, that that history is going to repeat itself here when because it's dragging on for so long. And I, and I said to Mark as well yesterday when we were talked on the phone. I like, I said it news that it was going to happen, that Eddie Howe D was going to fall because this is typical Celtic, not getting the deal over the line when they need to get it done. Well,
3: you know? well that's what I mean, and that, that's where I, I called it wrong, you know, because I, I was, my, in my head, I thought, there must be an agree- there must be some sort of contract
2: written out. I, I think everyone did, yeah. I think everyone. Mark was the same. You thought there was practically nearly kind of a contract or something signed as well at the time, like we always, do you know? Uh, I've never. I've been there.
0: Speculate about signing contracts because you don't know. Indians an and no, yeah. That would come down as well to that. Like Bournemouth deal with gar- his guard and leave with Bournemouth. What's the legalities of that? If if he'd signed even a pre a pre contract with Celtic, but mm-hmm. if, if, as I said as well, why could they not just have announced it? See you now that hindsight's a wonderful thing. Mate, I used to say that. I don't understand why you can't just announce that he'll be taking over like on the 1st of June or whenever he's born with contract expo- Maybe, maybe,
2: maybe he was looking at it now. Mark, you're looking at like maybe Eddie Howe didn't want to announced because he was still not really 100% committed to centre-click. Do you know what I mean? Still playing games. Mm-hmm. Michael, what's your initial reaction of all this? Um,
1: I'm not... Um... I'm not as shocked as maybe some people are that this wasn't announced.
2: You see this, you kind of saw this coming?
1: The like I said, this is dragging out for 12, mm-hmm. three months. And my worry all along was, well, one, okay, I was happy with Eddie Howe, but was never ever, like, I was...
2: You, you were like all of us, just, just, really, like, like we were setting Eddie Howe because he was the name really that was yeah. really kind of to with. And it was like everyone else, that we were setting Eddie Hall coming and we were coming to terms with Eddie Hall coming. Well,
1: my, yeah. worry, my worry around the old Eddie Howe thing was, it seemed like he was starting to dictate a lot. That's the way it was coming across in the press anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to pick the direct football. Like, some of the coaches that he was bringing into Bournemouth, if you go on some of the Bournemouth phones and that, like, some of the coaches that were rumoured to be coming here, they didn't even think they were good enough for Bournemouth down there. And they're going to be coming up here with Eddie Howe. I mean, Bournemouth, mm-hmm. was the money they spent on that, that squad, never even came up this, never even, like, You would
2: expect them to come up anyway,
1: to Moody. Yeah. I could, I could understand if the coaches and whoever else he was bringing up down there was setting the championship alight, and that, so that was also my other worry, but we'll, we'll obviously get on to the new guy that's getting linked to the job, but I think I'm one of the few on the forum that's maybe more excited about the new guy than Eddie Hill, just because of like did a bit of research it, in some and stuff. I
2: think my myself America and, and what well, kind of kind of swaying that way a bit because what 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 I've been reading him and what kind of ex players were kind of saying him. He looks like a good guy and a good manager.
1: I think one of the biggest things is like some of these accolades that he's had totally dwarfed Eddie Howe in any capacity. Just it's just the usual snobbery that comes with football. Um, just because he's not known means he's no good enough. No, I mean, there's some of the stuff he did in the Australian Federation and across in Japan, and I'm not, and before people start flying off the handle, I'm not one minute comparing him to this guy, but you just need to look back in the early 90s when Arsene Wenger went to Arsenal. Nobody had heard of him before he came in. and He came from Japan, mm-hmm. so, and he ended up being one of the best managers of the Premier League you've ever seen. So if actually people mm-hmm. had to take a breath for a minute, go and research the guy's CV, if anything, they should be more excited that they're the getting a guy if he does come with a history that he's got rather than anyhow that did nothing. We're born mm. down there.
2: I think the way though, like, because a lot of Celtic supporters are panicking, because it's going back to what Barry said, like that the, the boards seem to be making the same uh, mistakes over and over again, like not getting deals over the line taking too long in decisions and then at the last minute then it was lead to the media not the fans first. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's 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 like the way the board operates is wrong. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? They're, they're not
1: Well, I know? find strange about the whole thing is that post the Coglery, was available from the start especially being part of the Man City group and Fergal Harkin known him well. Why was he not number one choice over Eddie Howe anyway? Because overall he's a better
2: manager. I Think it's because of of the season ticket renewals. Mark, would you think that that that's why he, maybe he maybe he was in the flame and they were pushing out Eddie Howe's there to get the season ticket renewals. I think because this all wasn't known.
0: It might have been Paul. Maybe Eddie Howe was just better box office for sale. cheeses. Yeah. Well, we've got all oh, our social media. I'll know better in you if it's this post post they got clue. It's under, <laughs> it's, it's, you know all day and I've. But, uh, I've just been calling them big Ange, Mark. Big Ange. <laughs> big Ange. Yeah. I, I definitely could come into it, Paul. Just to, because he saw me the reaction, to saw me the fans. But I totally agree with. You. Who's is that? Mikey or Barry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally. If you look into this guy's background and that, he's a better coach than Eddie Howe. I've been talking to Ed One about him. We just said before he's right into all this coaching or the world who looks at all that stuff, and he he says it's a it'll be a great appointment for Celtic. Uh-huh. He, he says he he's basically like that Belsa Light. He's like a light version of Belsa. He says and he's surprised that team's in Europe haven't he? tried to get him over here before. He says he, uh-huh. he's a better coach a better coach than Eddie Howe. He, his teams play better football than the Eddie Howe's teams day. So see if, if see if the two in the names had come out at the same time and that was the two candidates, see if you'd looked into clue. I agree with Barry, He's that uh, he's a better candidate, just because he's no managed in England. I mean, we Celtic fans and that, we're sitting with slag off English League, it's all just money, it's all just that, but we're not looking for a manager at a signing, like, oh, he needs to have played in England,
1: he needs a pedigree in England and things like that, that's nonsense. <laughs> I like say, Mark, can you just go back to 1997, I think it was, and I don't care what anybody says in the chat, unless they're like, in the 60s or 70s, when Wimmy aunt came in. No one knew who Wim Janssen was when he took over as manager, I'm telling you like And eh, look at the job that he did and the players he brought in. Just mm-hmm. because somebody's not known to the world doesn't mean that they're no good manager or coach. And I still firmly believe, like you say, I understand what Barry and that's saying regarding the board and I do personally believe that a lot of them aren't fit for, for purpose. But I still strongly believe that Fergal Harkin is the D, going to be the director. We we just we we'll, we
2: we'll, we'll just hold it yeah, I'll, I'll laugh a few minutes, Mike, because I just want to finish off the, the Eddie Hog stuff before we move on to uh, Locker and the board and Harkin. So Eddie Hull, uh is saying that he could, one of his optics in, in not coming to Celtic was he couldn't get his backroom stuff together. And I, I, I was reading a lot of it over the last couple of days, and I am reading that he only approached the Bournemouth coaches uh, at the end of the season after the season finished, when they lost the playoffs, uh, that to me is outrageous on Eddie host half. Maybe, or maybe due to the guy, if he actually couldn't approach him, or but surely, though, Barry, he 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 might have had some notification that they were coming or they weren't coming to Celtic. Do you think, or was he like was he like us in the unknown? I think
3: if that was a condition, so if. Um, way back three months ago when they had this meeting, if that was a condition of Eddie Howe coming to Celtic, that he wanted these guys from Bournemouth, his back backroom staff, that should have been, like, even upon Celtic or Eddie Howe, Get they, off, should that, or they, they should have done that. Because if, 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 if what you're saying is true, Paul, and the rumours are true, that Eddie Howe only approached them last week, or that, that, that just can't be the case. Because if that's going to be a stumbling block that Eddie Howe, the, the, these guys are not coming again. That's at that point you say, "Well, if these guys are not coming, idiot, then I'm sorry, we need to move on to the next candidate." So, I mean, there, there was both Sky and BBC reported that there was three things that uh, uh, had an issue with transfer budgets, uh, budget, backroom staff,
2: and what
3: um, well, transfer well, targets.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: again, what, what puzzled me is. Who's given Eddie Howdy's list of transfer targets? Is it one that Nick Hammond has put together and put in front? Because we don't have a head of skin. Now, Don't get me wrong; I know that there is still stuff happening in the background in terms of transfer, but it just—it oh, it just comes across to me as so amateurish. Uh, if, if indeed that is true, we don't know if those three. I'm looking are from true. the
2: outside, uh, B- B- Barry, Barry. like, uh, and it looks like Peter Lawrence all over the situation. Do you know? Do you know? Well,
3: I get it. just comes down to the fact that if that's because it was Peter Law that's drawn up plans for targets or, you know, whoever else it may be, it just that it's not the way a football club should run. as simple as that. But, I mean, that, you know...
2: Well, he said for Max spoke about that, like this this transfer targeting in front of him, and we said maybe they, they might have been a director of football involved, but Harkin is still contracting Manchester City, as we know, and that whoever's involved... It, unless it's a director of football, shouldn't be sure Eddie Hall transfer targets, Mark. That he should have kind of his own plan as well, the way he wants to go about signings. You know, Mark. Sorry, who was that, Paul? I was saying, like me and you were talking about that, saying that like if there was a director of football in, in charge and these are the transfer targets that he wanted, the list and stuff going down, but Harkin is still recruited to. Manchester City at the moment so maybe it's not him and we don't have a director of football in charge and no one at Celtic should be approaching Eddie Holden either with transfer targets unless we have a a director of football in charge you
0: know
2: there must be somebody
0: making decisions Mm
2: -hmm.
0: even there's that young boy that signed the other week do you know what I mean
2: Uh,
0: Dawson So who decided that to sign him. There's obviously... says maybe that's my because he's a youth player. But I, we don't know. Again, the speculation if Celtic's turned up with this list of transfer targets. And when did Eddie Howe get winded? When was this? Was this when he met Dermot Desmond months ago? hmm
2: Or
0: was it like, last week when they handed him this list of potential targets or who Celtic had lined up? It's a bit of a strange one. Again, we don't know if it's true or not, but we've said before... Clubs still go to work, it still go to and progress it's work every day, so there
2: must be somebody somewhere, dude. Something. But even through that then, like like the the third reason, Michael, was he his his personal reasons there uh, was 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 another one that popped up. Like the only personal reasons I could think was that his family wouldn't commit to coming to Glasgow and, and stuff like that. Like but again that part of the, the deal is kind of fallen back in anyhow that he should have known all this kind of stuff,
1: shouldn't he? Eddie House got as much as blame as um, the settled boarder mm-hmm. about this whole idea. he Says this wasn't a, just a two, a week, two three week negotiation. This was three mm-hmm. months. So, if it's regarding family or that, like you said, you
2: can
1: anybody will tell you that.
2: Maybe he couldn't talk to his family about the job right, because he's he? got a fiance <laughs> or married or been
1: with a partner long term. You know, within a day if it's possible, like a. No, I mean, no, no, I, no, no I mean, it's
2: no, for not
0: to move just there. Uh, maybe he couldn't stay to her either because of the guardian life. moved, to, uh, maybe that, but it's not just <laughs> just to move to the next county or further back down in England, do I mean? It's a pure different country, be moving to different culture and everything. But again, why was he why
2: did that not come out months ago that his wife wasn't? Yeah, there? that's that's what I that that but that's the only kind of possible reason. I would think of, like, because he's he's a young family, so that's the main possible reason I would think of that, his family. And he kind of should have known about that kind of weeks, weeks ago as well, you know. And, like, the the is on Eddie Howe, but you kind of have to throw something on the board as well, like, because they let this drag on and they were getting no commitment for Eddie Howe. And if I'm not getting commitment, I'd be getting in my head that he's not 100% committed to Celtic. And if I was a Celtic board, I would have stopped in George Lane, look, like, we need a decision now. If we're not going to commit now, we move on to the next candidates. And I was saying to Mac, do you think that happened on Friday, Barry, that Celtic actually stopped the negotiations because he still wasn't ready to commit to Celtic? I,
3: I, I don't know. I, I, I just I just can't get my head around the whole process because, like I said earlier on, I, if there was an obstacle, if there were obstacles in the way, I, d- I can't get my head around why Celtic have let it drag out this long. Mm-hmm. If, if there was issues, I, I, I'm not even going to list them. Cause because like
2: others. he wasn't really, from, from the start is what I'm getting back like It seems like Eddie Hall was never 100% committed to Celtic going by all these yeah. tough reasons dragging on.
3: Well, it looks as though we've dodged a bullet with Eddie Hall. Let, let, let's, let's start with that. Mm-hmm. It looks as though, but for me, any other club... You know, my understanding or uh, a way a club operates, any of would, would,
2: would have moved on, but three,
3: but three months ago, Paul. Three months ago, because we're we, we selling like football club we, we cannot wait and we cannot bow to demands of people. So this is not somebody like Eddie Howe. You know, Eddie Howe's not, it's not like he's got a lot of weight behind his application. You know, so so for me, any other club would have at that point, if, you know, if Eddie was willing to commit. We back then And he was the number one target That Celtic has decided You're the person That we want to take This club forward You're our manager If a deal's not done There and then Then you move on Because if there is Like to say If there's obstacles I'm not going to list them But if there's obstacles In the way You think Well I'll tell you what that, That's no good for us That that doesn't suit Celtic football club It doesn't suit our
2: process We're going to move on To the next application. This exactly. is going really not,
3: happened. Can really not happen
2: Can't a time We want to know Two weeks You know Give you two weeks Take it over Come back to us but there was there was there wasn't even a timeline. It was like we'd wait we'd wait for the to see if he's coming. We'd we'll wait we'd we'll wait we will wait. That, that's
3: the way it kind of looked like, didn't it? But, well, that's the you know, Paul. But you know, if it was a case of the obstacles were, for example, well, he's still got a contract with uh, you know he's on gardening leave with Bournemouth, so it means that it's going to be June the first at the earliest that he can commit. Again, that's no use for me. That, that that's no use for Celtic Football Club. We can't wait three months for an answer and a potential collapse in the deal, which is exactly what's happened. There's been a collapse. So for mm-hmm. me, way back then when it was apparent that, you know, we can't get this deal done quickly. Exactly. For me we should have walked, we should have moved on to the next guy. Uh, and that's just my own personal opinion. Other people will have different opinions. And you know what this is this is what the forum's all about. Yeah but different, you can different you,
2: opinions. You could see the Barry's point of view as well, can't some, some of the blame kind of should have come onto Celtic board as well for letting it drag on and not getting the commitment from Eddie Hump like just going on his board
0: or something like you know 100% I'm not saying that the board's faultless just like Barry says Eddie Howe's no faultless but uh, uh, for me the majority has been Eddie Howe for me he's strung the board along the board have been naive and for a board with that amount of experience on it they should have known better and had something concrete but just Assumed that they, they did have something. Well, we
2: thought, I thought they did, Mark. We thought That's something What kind of concrete behind the
0: scenes. We never even spoke about as he signed anything or nothing like that. We never really came into the, the equation for it. As always, we we kind of expected was that Eddie Howe was going to be a new Celtic manager. But no, the board's definitely no blameless in it. I just think Eddie Howe's played, I think he's played this, to be honest with you, Paul. I just think, you mm-hmm. look back again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think there's been something. There's been something you know, all along that's not been quite right. It's one is I don't know if it was Barry or Mikey brought up as well, it was just demand after demand, everything had to be in his terms and everything had to be set this way. Uh, the thing with the coaches, I mean, from what I've heard Celtic told them, go and find other coaches if you can. Because it's not just the ones, I mean, Bournemouth were wanting money for these coaches, The one is leaving for nothing. And there was talk that even Bournemouth were being a bit awkward about that kind of thing as well. hmm
3: you know what else is a bit strange, Mark? Like, See, I've never heard of I, I, it, might happen, but I've never heard of a deal breaker being that he, he demands that he gets his coaches. You hear, multiple, I mean, he's been in football a long time. I'm sure he's, he's worked for multiple people. Yeah, yeah <coughs> Exactly. To, uh, Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley. three or four diff- I, I know this one's off on a slight tangent. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but like Paul it's called very yeah, heavy
2: manager. Really. Look well, at Foxy, well, look at well, many different assistant managers he had over the years, Barry. Do you well, know what I mean?
3: see what I was about to say about Paul Hartley he says that he's picked different assistants for different clubs he's been at that, that he feels will actually suit him not the same assistants like he's been at Dundee he's been at Alois he's, he's picked different coaches, coaches mm-hmm. different experiences so I've never heard of it being a deal breaker so yeah if, if Eddie Howe's uh, making demand after demand like I said earlier we've the the bullet there and you know what, Margaret, I, I do agree with you, like Eddie Howe is massively t- t- to blame, but where, where I'm coming from is Eddie Howe isn't a concern of mine, the Celtic board are, are, are what worries me, uh, so, so I, you know, I think we agree that there's, uh, there's portions of blame to be laid at both doors, but yeah, Eddie Howe, absolutely, You know, but for me, he's nothing to do with Celtic, we thought he was going to be the manager it's it's actually the board that I think that I've, I've I've been a wee bit naive in thinking that well we'll just take a guy for his words you know unfortunately that's not the way football works and we've, as Friday p- proved you know we've had a massive stumbling block and he's no
2: longer going to be the manager. Mm-hmm. So after talks blocked on with Eddie Howe Friday uh, the board came out and made a statement and on that statement they said that to advance talks. Talk, talk, with another candidate soon after the name Andrey Posgeloco starts start to come around all media source. Now just before we talk to him I'll just give a brief on his kind of management career. Uh, Stoke Melbourne, he's managed uh, he's won the premiership at uh, the New Zealand premiership uh, sorry Australian Premiership in ninety seven ninety eight season. The NSL championship ninety seven ninety eight ninety eight ninety nine Oceania Club Club Championship in 1999, Brisbane eleven The A-League Championship 2010-2011, and 2011 to 2012. He won the Yokohama. He won the J-League uh, just last season. He also got Australia qualified into 2014 World Cup, and they won the 2015 Asian Club. back you, you did a kind of a lot of. um look looking around I think every said supported these but he, he he where he goes he wins. That's the kind of thing I kinda of looking at him, do you know? Oh but he's won
0: trophies well part from his time in Greece that was a bit of a disaster. I don't know what that was all but that was only
2: for that was only he when came there as kind of a I looked at that and the reason I didn't put in he went in there kind of as, as a as a kind of a it was kind of a lawn manager, George, kind of the breaks between the Australian league and the, um, the European leagues. And he went over there with the potential of, of coming to a manager there at the end of the season, but it just didn't work out for every reason. It didn't work out. But
0: there, I, I said to him we were talking on the phone and that, Paul, as well, just, all he's coming in today is coach the first team. Mhm. all he's coming in for. He doesn't need to have a knowledge of, the European transfer market and things like that, he's not coming in to deal with that side of things. He's coming in here for the sole purpose, and that's to coach the first team into becoming a winning team. And he's proven wherever he's went, again, apart from Greece, I suppose. But he's done it. He's done it at a national, an international level. I mean, they're all sitting sniggering about who he to beat and to get, win that cup for Australia, but he still needed to beat them. hmm he these trophies and that were meaningless and didn't. He? Why were other managers not winning them? Do you get what I mean? He still had to win them. He still mm-hmm. had to coach that team and manage that team to win these games.
2: Mm-hmm. Barry, have you looked a chance to look into this? I suppose you did because he's the the name that's been linked to the job. And first impressions of him or are... Um, you you know what? I'll start by saying that we've got to give him an opportunity.
3: You can't you can't write the guy off, uh, but again I will be honest and say for me it's the most underwhelming appointment. He's uh, uh, not been appointed ever. The uh, most underwhelming manager since I can remember. That I don't think but I mean f- for me. It boils down to where, where's it come from? Where does this guy's name appear from? Because obviously we've not had the manager since the 24th of February, and this guy has uh, just a, on Friday when when the talks broke down with Eddie Howe, this guy came out. Now I'll be honest, the whole manager I'd never heard of him. I'm sure there's a lot of yes. fans in the same boat, but I just don't understand where the names come from now. Since Friday, it's been sort of reported or speculated that it's Fergal Harkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's put this name forward, but if you turn the clock back seven days, Fergal Harkin wasn't even part of the plans for Eddie Howe coming in, so why now is he putting my... I, I just, again, I don't know if I've just got to be in my bonnet about the board just now, but if, you know, if he wasn't the backup plan for uh, Eddie Howe, and it was Harkin that put it forward, what have the, the, the staff in charge itself been doing? Because Whilst Eddie Howe hadn't signed a contract, there was always the chance that, you know, the deal could collapse. Therefore, they should have had a plan be or, or they should have another three or four candidates that they wanted to speak to should Eddie Howe deal not go ahead. But if it's true that the speculation that it's Harkin that's put this name forward, I just don't get it. I just don't understand how this is come about but like I say we've got to give this guy an opportunity you will get backed because that's what the Celtic supporters do they back the managers but I need to hold my hands up and say it's, it's one of the most underwhelming appointments in my time as a Celtic
2: supporter Just going by what I was saying to, to Mark I just had to start to show do you think maybe the Celtic board knew that the Eddie Hall deal wasn't coming through for maybe a while now uh, Barry and they released the season tickets uh unsuspectedly there. I uh, last told them, knowing that they started talks with this guy. I yeah, didn't. Kn- he did Celtic board know that he wasn't going to basically sell the season tickets. One hundred
3: percent. There's no doubt at all in my mind. That's exactly because, like sort of Mark said, there, there is a snobbery among Celtic fans. We, we can't deny it. You know, mm-hmm. I pr- I probably have been part of it. You know, at some point, but there is isn't So uh, to paint a scenario, if if you're telling me that. The season ticket only is going to start on Monday, this Monday coming, with the knowledge that, it's, I, I can't even remember his name, Big Ange, I'm going to call him, the knowledge that Big Ange is going to be taking over. For me, there's not going to be, you're not going to sell 30,000 season tickets in a week mm-hmm. on that knowledge. I think the Celtic board have played the fans like a fiddle. And they've, you know, because, uh, yeah, I get what they're saying in terms of Eddie has not achieved much, but he was a sort of... He was the next yeah,
2: premiership he, manager and he was going to sell tickets, Barry so that's, that, well
3: that, that's why he was going to put it, up. You know? that, and that's why things happened. I think that the, the board have played on that, thinking that, well, the fans are under the impression that we are bringing in what they class as a marquee manager. We need to take advantage of this fact because if not, we're not going to get... And, and you've seen the response since, you know, if you go onto social media, even guys on the forum saying I'm not putting another penny into the club because of what they've done, because of this appointment. They're underwhelmed by it. They feel that it's a cheap option again. Uh, and yeah, for me, I, I, I 100% agree that I believe that the board have played the fans on this one and they've taken advantage of the fact that by doing the season ticket renewal this week as opposed to next week, they've got a lot more interest than they probably would have if they'd started this week in the knowledge that
2: uh, it's big hands that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you think the the board are treating the Celtic fans as customers and, and not as fans? Well,
1: the board have treated Celtic fans like that for the last twenty years, No just mm-hmm. the last six months. So, like it says, it's <laughs> uh, There's a lot of people that seem to be shocked and perplexed by the, what's happened in the last week, but this has been going on for. It's
2: years. not just no, like, isn't it? Uh, no. You know, it's not just no. Like, has this been happening for? for so long with the Celtic board really hasn't it you
1: know well like I said i always been in like you said the same thing, he's not a good the job he's there but I personally think since he's been there there's always been a, a wedge between the fans and the board of even like over transfers in the last 10-20 years know what I mean mm-hmm. but like I said I'm not as um. I'd say there's loads of people on the chat that are bumping their gums about this new guy coming in and that but I've said on TV's post. Podcast, this is now the time where Celtic like, as a football club need the fans more than
0: ever. See, here's one: what do these people expect? What do these people expect? the both to come out and say, "All oh, right, because you're on moaning, we're, we're not going to get this guy in as coach or manager." I mean, it's just people are on demanding that Celtic do this and do that, and it's never it's never happened before. It's not going to happen now. I mean. The fans demanded Neil Lennon was getting sacked in November. They didn't. They, they didn't bother doing that. See, whoever the manager's going to be, the fans need to unite and get behind them. For a start, that's the best thing that we could do. Yeah, exactly. It's the, but like
2: everybody's is
0: it, looking at for negativity and something to
2: gurn and moan about that's basically what that is. But is, is it is it a fact, Mark, the fact that maybe the the fans group are, are are so against the board at this stage is because. The, the disconnect between the board, I mean, not not just the, the Celtic groups and stuff like that, but a Celtic fans in general is so far, no, Mark, disconnected that, that is it unrepairable. or do you think that this between the fans and the board? Are? But it's, you know? it's been that kind of
0: disconnect between the fans and the board. I mean, people think, going out talk about how, it's not a starry I we talk about repair I here and hear that, but, Fergus never, Fergus never even hint at things to the press or nothing. Celtic have got their wee pet poodles at the leak stories to that. Fergus McCann never really done anything like that. And like we could like like do this fan connection with the board and that, this nonsense. What, what club at a top level has got that kind? Right? of... we spoke about like Dundee United and that the smaller kind of community clubs, but a, a club the level of like Celtic, who, who has get. Wonderful connection with the sport. Everybody, everybody
2: works you can into uh, any team down in the English league, and they'll all moan about the sport because you look at the 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 Manchester United fans at the moment, the the Claciers and Arsenal fans exactly. It's just part and parcel of football. But like we 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 don't even know if this guy is even linked to us because again. Nothing concrete again has come up from Celtic again, and it all seems to be through the media again that we're hearing of uh, be you know, uh, that uh, Michael, sorry, go to you,
1: yeah, it's, it's a bit strange how everything gets a week there so quick, mm-hmm. like, uh, with uh, obviously, from somewhere, but. I would love to know where like, where it comes from, like how that name just got sprung, because... Trish Cobbins' uh, microphones are still in taking they're never taken down. Like I was quietly confident <laughs>
2: that was going to be and father um, and He, I was going to speak to you about him, because supposedly he's in talks with Natalie because uh, the father Simeone, uh, Zaghi is going to um, into Milan. I
1: think, I think that's Luciano Spalletti. He's the new manager of Napoli, and Barbara is, is maybe going to Lazio to replace him Lazio, Zaghi. Sorry, yeah,
2: Lazio, yeah.
1: sorry, Zagi, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I heard that, but um, like the people going about like the thing that if I like I sometimes for Man United, I sort of they to going and pick an English team down south, and I think in ten seasons or, so, or since Ferguson's left, I think he- they've spent a billion, well, I think something a billion pounds or something. And look at the discontent, look at the fans and the board, how how far apart they are. Look at how much money and everything they've spent. And this disconnect and this with the board, it? it all seems to have just
0: actually been uh, magnified for close to 10 in a row. See, if we'd won 10 in a row, we wouldn't be, people wouldn't be on your slagging off the board. I brought up this joke with the board and the a years ago on the phone.
2: It's just called, by Mark what.
0: I was a, like a grumpy old man just looking a moan about stuff but, but it wasn't, I could see what was happening behind the scenes just
2: going by, sorry go
0: on no i am just going the same just people because they were winning trophy after trophy they didn't want to look at the bigger picture well, what, to me as well we've said it before that was the board as long as they were one step in front of the Rangers that was all the board and a big big percentage of the fans cared about they weren't looking at the bigger picture whatsoever
2: so i about Michael saying there that it's amazing like how stuff still gets kind of linked to, to the media um, and like just Anne's name came out, the Bluetooth media. And my thinking to that was when I said that, that is it the Celtic maybe PR team in the board uh, leaking this name out to me uh, to see the reaction from the fans uh, about appointing this valid uh, is it just another story that doesn't have legs? Or do you, may, do you think that there was kind of a source to that maybe Celtic did leak it out?
1: I think there's definitely something in it, just for the basis that he's... Um, Foster Cogley is a part of the Man City group. Mm-hmm. Owned, owned, I think they're owned, like 30, 30% owned by Manchester City, or whoever owns Manchester City. When you mm-hmm. uh, think it,
0: was... This yeah.
1: thing yeah. is, actually owned them. This yeah. Side, yeah. So the fact that they're they're partly owned and he's one of the top managers within the clubs it's obviously something like I, I don't think this has just happened in the last forty hours or whatever. I think this is what Barry and that were saying. I think this was been covered up in the last week for season tickets that Eddie Howe was still a possibility and then this, they have put the season tickets and then they've confirmed, Oh by the way, Eddie Howe isn't going to be the manager, here's the guy that we're actually getting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe from Friday that. Um, the course, yeah,
2: exactly. You know, yeah, I, this, there's no great with, Like, especially when they said, um, myself and Mark were talking about this, like, especially when they said they were in advanced talks with another candidate. So, they must have been in talks, Mike, with this candidate for, for a, a while now, and they
1: knew I that. On, um, I remember when it was announced on Friday, and I was obviously listening to the podcast and that. I'm not going to sit here and say to everybody in the chat and everybody else on the forum and say, I knew who the guy was. I knew the was a great appointment. Because when I heard the name, I probably thought the same as 99%. Now. I was thinking, what's going on here, like? I, who is this guy? I knew, I'd read
0: his name, babe. Uh, when yeah. You, yeah, that, that was... He just, yeah. So I remember, I remember... I remember,
1: I remember, sorry,
0: him, I remember, the I
2: remember him as well when he taught uh, Tom Lodzic to leave Celtic and
1: be better for his career. I remember... It wasn't him that said that. So no? Well,
2: was that no, not I
1: was, him? I, no, it I won't get the name that are definitely 100% more than him. But I like, I just sat back and I did obviously a bit of research on the guy and there's obviously guys in the chat that are, it wouldn't have mattered who you appointed anyway because they'd still find something or a start or something that would prove otherwise that he isn't good enough. But um, based on the two names that have been mentioned, Eddie Howe and Paul Sikoglu, there's no doubt on who the better manager is at the two. So I don't know with this big craving is for Eddie Howe. It's just, like it says, just this, like it says what Barry says, there's snobbery with some supporters about this name that's come to England. There's no guarantees when any manager comes up here. And there's no guarantees that Postacogli's going to come here day well either. But you're 100% of my support for day one from when he's announced. And
2: that's it. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Barry, do you think this is a... I, 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 I know Max, view with this when well, come to Max because i go to trust something else on top of him. But is this a, a, is this a risk uh, by Celtic appointing uh, Beigange? Considering the rebuild we have, and we have to win the title next season, is this a risk by Celtic, or could it be a risk more taken?
3: I think any managerial appointments are risk, Paul. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, like Mikey just said, there, You, you know, you never know players' manager You never know what they're going to do when they come up here. You know, we could have appointed, I don't know, Lucien Favre for example, we could have appointed him and it would have pleased the fans because he's, you know, pedigree and what he's achieved, but he could he could have flopped, you know, you just never know, but like Mikey says, you know, a big is appointed, which it certainly looks like it's going to happen now, we, just, we need to get behind him, you know, there's no point, we can't change it, you know, for the for the, the fans that aren't happy with the appointment or you know, would have appointed somebody else. It's irrelevant. If he's going to be the manager, we need to get behind him. Uh, With regards to the risk, what's bothered me is now that we'll still be no further forward uh, with regards to recruitment. Um, Because I think the players were due in on the 17th of um, June for pre-season. That's Mm -hmm. about three weeks away. And we've still not got any players in the door. We've not got a manager as yet. And if it is Big Ange, you know they're talking about he might have to quarantine, so he he might just be about uh, available to, to come in for pre Uh So, you know, it, it's I keep on going back to the board. For me, they've allowed this to happen, they've allowed this to drag out to this stage. But to answer your question, I mean it is a risk. But you know, like I say, he might he might embrace the fact that you know people are writing him off. He might yeah. think you know what I'll I'll, I'll prove to everyone is that I'm the right person. Coming and managers football club. He certainly believes in himself. Like anybody, I um, uh, I did my research when I heard the name. I, I went and had a real look, and I've seen videos and looked at stats. One thing I would say, he's a very confident guy. He certainly,
2: mm-hmm. I think. I, would, have, be, would, would have would would having no European experience have any effect, or or will he have to learn quickly about European football? Because it it would be different, really, to Australian football. Uh, does does it matter? You know. Well, you, you know something, Paul.
3: Obviously, being manager of Australia, he would have had a lot of players playing in Europe. So I imagine yes. he'll have a, 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 a an idea player. of the game in, in many countries. You know, because you know a lot of top Australian players have played in Italy and played in the English Premiership.
2: So so he would have had. A, and have especially being be in the Australian national team and, and getting to the World Cup as well, he's going to have. Ideas because he he was up against Spain and I think John he was in his group at that stage I think so there is some experience there that are worried fans.
0: Good managers and coaches coach football for the world, Paul. Mhm. I mean, it's people are going on as if this guys never watched seen a
2: British game of
0: football in his life just because he manages yeah. in
2: Australia in Japan and that. Yeah, that, that, that's that's why bring big up because. That's what people are saying uh, on on the likes of Twitter, Mark. And you, you you read it yourself like that. Oh, he's never managed in Europe. He's never managed uh, a, a European team. Or you know that can, That's the that's the negativity already coming out to this guy's appointment. Without even he he hasn't even signed for Celtic yet. Like, but as Barry said, like this could motivate him. Like, all right, I I prove you wrong. I show you what I can Do you know? Barry
0: says there's nothing wrong with his confidence, he's
2: mm-hmm.
0: well set in his mind, he's in his own plans and he'll stick to his guns. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's just a kind of snobbery and that's all it is. We've said it on the forum as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even players, when we look at players, when we talk about players, it's, oh, where's, where's he been? We've never heard of him, he can't be any good. Just because people haven't heard of somebody doesn't mean they're any good And. You know, he. I've like, I caught, I caught it on the forum for years, Match of the Day Fever. You're watching football on the telly, some obscure like Soccer AM, some obscure player, if doing an English lower league, scores a worldly goal. And the next thing on the forums, and that, people are talking about wanting to sign him Just because. Mm-hmm. Get what I mean? That's, it's just this kind that of. That's the word. It's a kind of snobbery that.
2: Like you were saying. Sorry, go A snobbery, Mark.
0: Oh, it's just a snobbery that runs through. It's not really Celt- just Celtic fans. A lot of teams have got to If you've no heard of them or if they've, if they've no done this or they've not done that, just simply write them off. They can't be good enough because he's never managed in Europe. Mm-hmm. Michael?
2: Sorry, Mark once. That. <laughs> no, that's me. Just a wee rant there, Paul. Michael, you were just about to say something there? I can say
1: that um, Barrio knows well. He played there probably the highest level of anybody on the forum. Mm-hmm. And he's played under a few, obviously, proven managers in the past. But it doesn't matter what manager, from the best uh, name to somebody that you don't know, there's never, ever a guarantee in football when a manager takes charge of mm-hmm. anything. You know what I mean? And like you say, you just need to look back at like when John Barnes took over with Kenny Dalglish. A big, How many fans when he took over thought what happened would happen. I have like an mm-hmm. honest opinion on the chat. How many people thought it was good But go that's true, exactly so that
2: like it. you know what I mean the the bigger the name the fans are more
1: was than John likely Bam? going to get yeah. uh, I mean, it was John Barnes though. One of the best English players ever. But that's why like you With saying the, big Kenney,
2: of the, you know I mean? the bigger the name the bigger name will get the fans more excited even before he steps on think, but the of the name there and the unknown, he's not going to be as welcomed as the likes of John Barnes or, or even Brendan Rogers, do, do you know? So, like, are we all, not just Celtic fans, football fans, but are we being very, like, poor to welcome like, an unknown post in, in, into a club, you know? Yeah, well,
1: like you said, back in, like you said, when Barry played at Dundee, that when that Ivan O'Banetti and Dario O'Banetti and that came on. And he was playing with guys like that. But I'm sure when he took over at Dundee, I don't think anybody in the past would have heard of that guy before. Like, yeah. <laughs> mhm. Uh,
2: like few people are saying like uh, he'd be grand in playing in Europe if he had. Uh, a, a Mark wrote this as well, and Mark said that we can the, the right coaches is wrong to Mark who know the game and stuff that he'd be able to learn quickly, right? But my problem is there is that with the problems with. Teddy Howe's backroom team, right? That there was an obstacle there that he, they couldn't get them over. Are we going to end up with John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan at this next season? And uh, on, on, on I, I say, it, like, I really think we are that they're going to be involved. Uh, John that like, the know, be... and then, and then, and then Gavin Strachan will be involved as well. I, I, I can see that happening now. I like you know? that'll
1: be my one like Like you say, if this guy comes in, and what a funny feeling that he, what he's going to come in basically. By yourself because I don't know like much mm-hmm. of his coaching stuff or this that and next thing but that all pain. Well, we're not going to have
2: stuff. coaching staff from Japan. We're not going to have one kissy Hong Law and uh, the sideline. Not speaking a word of English and trying to trying to mono out to the lads. They couldn't even understand me Lenin's directions The mind saying a freaking Chinese fella from Japan in the air League. <laughs> what I what I hope
1: like you said obviously tried my best to look into the as much as I could. And what I found from just just basic interviews and that is he certainly comes across as a guy that doesn't take any crap. Yeah. I
2: like saw that, be, he
1: and he's his, he's his own man, he's his own man. I've seen people saying that there's more of a chance of him arguing
0: and falling out right with the board than there is him like being a yes man. I've seen a few folk Jesus oh, Skyler oh,
2: through oh, Twitter oh, and that, I've seen a few folks in oh, 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 saying that. Can you see the the, the point I'm coming at Mark, that that we 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 can't no more likely nearly see John Kennedy staying it because he hasn't left the club, Mark. Well I'm looking at he's no intention of looking for the job, so I'm thinking you know, maybe he thought he's gonna be assisted next season.
0: Oh, I don't know, Paul. You know how I feel about Kennedy. I've said it um times it probably both. You know what yeah, but does, but
2: does it does it look does it look that way from the outside, considering what I just said, like that with with all the problems with Bournemouth staff coming in and stuff like that, they don't want that to happen again. Uh, Kennedy doesn't seem to be his like that he's leaving because if he was leaving Mark he'd be looking for jobs and he's, realistically he's he's not linking to himself to any jobs so I think he's been told something uh, as well you know? Oh, you might be right and to be honest it
0: wouldn't surprise me I'd be really disappointed if it was uh, especially if he was just going I, I've said it before Paul I think, I think the manager should be allowed to pick his, his own <coughs> assistant he's in number two Exactly. But when it comes to other things, like just the actual coaching staff and that, if the manager's happy enough with the level of them and to keep them on. And I do think that we'll need somebody on board that knows the Scottish game, if it is going to be Angie. But what Kennedy has just I said, it, but Paul, he's just never, he never took his chance when he,
1: he was in charge himself. And that's what really put me off him, is a. hmm. hmm. Only well, thing I'll say on that, Paul, is like I understand what you're saying that like jobs and you think that that might be the reason he's staying. Out of the jobs that came up in Scotland, I don't think John Kennedy was good enough for any of the available jobs anyway. Because so John has made himself really clear about John
2: Kennedy when we approached him
1: about it, didn't he? No chance that he should be anywhere near that Dundee United job. He's not. He's not even remotely qualified for it. But we should have seen the reaction here in Dundee when like their names came up. <laughs> You do down. <laughs> it's just the thought I like, put like John Kennedy being
2: at Celtic again. Honestly, I know, but it's kind of to me. though this is just to me. Like you know, like, you can hold me back on it, but to me, it, it, it's actually looking that way. Do you know? What I mean? it, it's it's look and to be honest with the decisions the board made this season and stuff like that and and things. It just wouldn't surprise me that it just wouldn't surprise me. I suppose you we know,
1: probably want to bring in somebody that knows the Scottish game and knows Celtic, and bring in John Hughes, because he'd be a breath of fresh air in the club. Eh? Uh, I said, I said John Hughes. See when uh, Collins came in with Ronnie,
0: I said John Hughes. Uh, uh, Jim Duffy would have been a better candidate at the time for that. Yeah, because
2: John Hughes, like you said, he's just. Went you never know. You 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 never know now with John Hughes just after leaving Ross County, think that was out. of the Blues well after him just kind of? being appointed with them. Well, he did a good job because, of Ross County in the short time he was there to yeah. get them in the position that they were I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's
1: well he's high thought of in the Scottish game i finger.
2: Right, what's your thoughts on that? Like can you see where i coming from, like the with the decisions that the board been making this season and that McKenzie actually seems to be not leaving at the moment. Do you think that he could end up being here next season? I would think
3: that's there's, there's a very good chance he could. Uh Vodzilla's uncontroversial, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, he, he's certainly not.
2: Uh, well, he's, he's certainly not. It frightens he, me. I ain't put any drugs, you? know. Yeah. So sorry, what was that? It frightens me. Like uh, to even really think about John Kennedy being being here next, because like we all gave him the benefit of the doubt uh, when he took over. We were hoping that he'd put his up, but there was not a new old of him. And my problem is that if a new manager comes in. Would Kennedy be putting insights the of these players again into his head that should be playing? Do you, do you know uh, what we know about Pete that he's his own man and he won't be taking no nonsense out of, out of Kennedy and, and play his own team? You know? Yeah. I mean,
3: if Kennedy is still here, see, I'd be disappointed in John Kennedy. He's, yeah. ran his, he's, he's ran his course as a Celtic coach. He, he needs to go on now and, and progress himself. Staying at Celtic won't do that. Um, to answer your next question, I, I think, like judging by his character from the very sort of few clips I've seen him, I, I don't think I'm going to hit a big I, I, I'm not as good as Mikey. I can kind of get that that pronunciation correct. He, he's not going to take He's not going to take. He's his own man. He's yeah. his own manager. He he will do things his way. Uh, now listen, you know, coaches, assistant managers, you know, they're all there to give input. Uh, but I, I don't think that uh, John Kennedy is t- t- the right fit t- t- to be sort of second in command t- t- to the Listen, big fella. Uh, I, 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 I love the idea of John Hughes. I really love the idea of John Hughes. I, I, I've held him in high regard for a long, long time. Any team that he's managed has played a right good brand of football. He's got a great football and philosophy. So, you know, and he's, a, he's not a character to be messed look, look, with either. I think look, they could complement each other. Would he come in as an assistant, you think, to Celtic? Well, you know what, they've done it in the past, haven't they? You know, Any manager that's come in that's never really had a feel for the club in terms of, you know, they've maybe never played or they've, they've never you know, been involved in Scottish football, they've tend to bring someone in like they did, you know, with Ronnie Daly, the British football Jim Jansen, Brim Young, and I think Adamo McLeod back then. You know, they always brought someone in that you know had a feel for the club. You know, the values of the football club. So it wouldn't surprise me if the. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with uh, uh, Bigans bringing in his, his assistant, whoever that. Was. And then you know, Celtic appointing uh, a first team coach. You know, like like a John Hughes. I, I love the idea, Of John Hughes coming to Celtic. I really do. I, I think you know, I, I think he's a right good footballing man. I love his And philosophy. A great character. I like that idea, uh, but no, I mean, come on, John, uh, John Kennedy, it's time it's time for you to go on and progress yourself as a coach. Exactly. He, he, he's just going to go stale. If he hangs about the Celtic under another regime, you know, this will be about the, the fourth manager, fourth, fifth manager, I'm not sure, that, that he, he, he served under. It's time for him to move on. It's, it's
0: time if he doesn't move on, he'll not he'll no even be considered for. any decent level managerial jobs in the next few years I don't think because it'll just be mere staleness just stale absolutely I think he missed I
2: think he missed a chance there before uh, was it when Blendon Rodgers there he was being linked with Hibbs I think he missed a big chance there to prove himself uh, as a manager with Hibbs that time he he did
3: Paul and you know what his stock was probably a bit higher back then you know, he was because Rodgers was Rodgers
2: was uh, speaking him up as well. that's
3: thing, yeah. was. He, he? was this young budding coach. Now, now probably tend to agree with Mikey. You know, your Dundee United maybe Ross County would have been a fit for him, maybe. But you know, I, I think now, now he's probably looking at Championship level because I think he has stagnated a bit. Bought or bought me the
0: Premiership, but he's never. He's not going to get. I don't think he would walk in like a, a teammate we can kind of come six next season or, or, be, or not
2: he be league two league three I in, in England I'd say it's not I we I, I, even league three I wouldn't even think league two bad teams would look at him I don't no?
1: think so I just, I just think like you say it's about Barry and that the same there like his stock was higher a, a mm-hmm. little while ago yeah. since he's got that job on a temporary basis and his performance and the players he's picked and like even though he was his own man technically, he still wasn't really, was he? No. At the end of the day he was still picking Lennon, it was still Lennon's starting like Lennon like he said, he'll he only he does not like just because he's at Celtic doesn't mean he deserves Dundee United, Dunferman, teams like that. He'd still got Kelty Hearts in the new league, John Kennedy. You know what I mean? Like he said, he's I just don't think he's a manager, that's, just, that's my
2: opinion. So I was reading some ex-player quotes on uh, Big Ange and I, I I read something about uh, Tim, Cahill, Tim Cahill from Everton, I think he was there. He played at Everton as well, didn't he, yeah. Tim, Tim Cahill? And uh, he said if Celtic put off Big Ange it would be a masterstroke by Celtic uh, because his man management is supposed sport be brilliant. He loves setting up from the Ukes, bringing new UK players into their first team and his ability to make players better. Now that's from an, an ex-player who's played the Premiership and I was reading something else there that he was uh, supposedly linked to Sunderland a few years back but this deal felt fell through. Uh, so I, I I don't know how it fell through but a lot of people are saying it fell through over his UEFA uh, Pro licence and Central Mark will be into that that he doesn't actually need a UEFA Pro Licence at the moment, that he can come in and take a job at Celtic and then apply for his Pro Licence, Mark. It's something like that, Mark,
0: This? Uh, as long as one of his assistants has got the qualification, yeah. that's all right as well. Well,
2: Martin O'Neill did it for years,
0: didn't he? I was looking into this, and it was a story for after Martin O'Neill left Celtic, he didn't have his UEFA Pro Badges, which I thought, was, I thought that was very, very strange, but... I was, I, so I, when I was looking up about it, J- Stephen Gerrard as well, he didn't have any, he was any, he didn't have his badges when he came to Rangers, sir. So mm. And I don't believe for a minute the Celtic board would be that stupid that they wouldn't have... <laughs> oh, my God! I
2: know. don't
0: know. <laughs> I, I asked Ed 1 and 2 about this before I came on, just so I knew what I was talking about, and they agreed about the thing with the assistants. But they both did say that they weren't sure how Brexit would affect this kind of... We've spoken about that before. So, hopefully... It, does, does Kennedy have these pro-license?
2: I'd like to think. So he's been hanging about long enough today, though. If there's more to my theory that John Kennedy will be here <laughs> next season. <laughs> so, like, if he used to be our next manager, like I know the lads here and the lads in forum... Like and every Celtic fan should uh, get behind him and give him a chance, but there's always going to be a minor use of, of fans that be against it. Are we expecting that? Barry, do you think that to be some fans against disappointment, or just should they just shut up, get behind him for the best of the club? Uh, there definitely will be. There will I mean, I'm
3: sure we've all been across social media in the last 48 hours mm-hmm. since since uh, it was announced. And you see, you see yourself, there's fans saying, you know, I am not prepared to, to, to renew my ticket. I'm not putting another penny. I think there's even been a couple on the forum that, that I've said as such. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm not here to judge other people, Paul. You know, each and yeah. their own. Uh, you know, I, I personally mean But well, it's your I, love for the I, club, I, Barry. Do you sure. know what I mean? You, you, you know, know something, Paul? I, I started off by saying I, I, I'm underwhelmed by the big fella. However, he'll get my full back then. I'll support him. And you know something? Well, let, let's hope he proves all the doubters wrong. You know, but I think he's that type of character. I, I like I say I've, I've watched a couple. He, he was, I he, think, he had a, a a spat with Louis Van Gaal. He turned around and says, "I don't need anybody to tell me that I'm a good coach. I know I'm a good coach. I like that. I like yeah. that about him. He's, he's confident in himself." And even well, that, I mean, the... No, no, I was just going to say there is going to be an element of fans, and you know what? It's probably not just because it's th- this uh, post-Coglu. It's not just because it's him, it's because they were looking for the marquee, you know, because of everything that's happened this season, they were looking for the marquee appointment, the big name that they craved, and because they're not getting it, they're deciding, well, you know what, I'm done with the club, I'm not going to renew my ticket, I'm not going to buy the strips for my kids, I'm not going to put any more any more money into the club, but, you know, there's nothing you could do about that, there will be an element of fans that do that. And there will be another element of fans that get behind the manager and support him, regardless of who it
2: is. Mark, I mean, we, we, we were saying that any manager that comes into Celtic because of the stake of the rebuild, that's going to happen, right? And if it was Eddie Hogue coming in, that he would be under first pressure as well. But because Big you now is unknown, and a lot of Celtic fans kind of aren't too happy about the appointment, is he under more pressure to prove himself now? Or will he just brush that off and maybe hopefully that he'll... Take that to his advantage and use that pressure.
0: He, he doesn't need to. Ange, big Ange doesn't need to worry about the rebuild sell Celtic and who, that kind of thing. That's no. What he, that's, he doesn't need to worry about that. That's the director of football and Dominic Mackay's job to worry about what's going on and like the bigger picture. All this guy's coming in today is coach and manage the first team. Mm-hmm. And leave just what we've said for years. The way the club should be around, Just football people make football decisions. Doing job, getting people in that can do their job well, and na- there need, going to this guy's record, there need na- indication that he'll not be able to do his job well. Mhm. And if mm-hmm. the behind-the-scenes clicks into place with the director of football and the scouting and all that, it could end up being a masterstroke. It could end, it could end up being a disaster. But well,
2: no, no. But I don't think. Well, it, it, it's got, it's it gone back to what said, like any manager's of risk in this day in football do you know what I mean Any man you hire is a risk like so look like you <laughs> Paris
0: I mean he's, in mm-hmm. a, he's a complete disaster a season
2: mm-hmm. oh, so much so that not looking to get him back
0: ah, but when before on the forum and that, when we were talking about managers and, I mean you Klopp getting clocked you relegate it I'm sure Arsene Vector got a relegated team as well sometimes moves just don't
2: work out hmm uh We'll move on from that. So, again, there's been no concrete information that lists him. But if he does get things, I'm the Celtic fans will get behind him and that he actually starts off with a few results that are badly needed. Uh, next, is one name who's popped up again in the list, and it won't be Celtic Football Club unless this fella's name popped up. But this time, he has a new assistant. It's Roy Keane, and his assistant is be Damien you know, it has to be linked, like, he, he's one of the second names that popped up straight away after the Uh He's always going to be linked, Paul, isn't he? Well, my thinking is here now, right, that if Celtic approached him, and knowing Roy Keane and the Roy Keane man he is, he would have turned it down because he wasn't their number one choice, and I think Keane would look at it that way. You know, that he go back to what, what he said in the first inter- inter- interview that he had, that they didn't want him enough. Was well, that what he said before when he got interviewed? He didn't want yes. you know, something down the, like those lines. So I can see him, uh, we say, uh, Michael, that he could easily rule himself out straight away, like he, What you think?
1: Well, that's good then, is it? <laughs> as, much
2: but as,
1: now him as, a, as much as I love him as a player,
2: he's been out of management for
1: 10 years, his ship sailed in management. Like, so they want a manager that's in the game just now. Street manager. Oh, that's, different. that's totally different. Big
0: Roy Keane together.
1: I mean, that would be a fearsome to them based on just reputation alone. Right. Like you say, Posta Cogley, like you say, an Asian, in that Asian like, side of the football. Like you say, if guys in the chat won't actually look at interviews and his reputation. Like, he's. Uh,
2: right, right. he'd be crippled about to smell the Chinese food around the training rooms, if I could take <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like to say, I've seen the link with Roy Keane and Duff. Um, yeah. If Duff was able to get brought in in any capacity, I'd have him back in a
2: minute. Barry? Your thoughts on Roy Keane and maybe Damien
3: Duff? Um, I, think I said before, you know, I'm probably in a tiny percentage of Celtic fans that I wouldn't actually mind Roy Keane as a Celtic manager. I really wouldn't. Uh, I I get what Mikey's saying. He's not been in management for was it ten years? However, 10 years, he's still yeah, yeah. been involved in football. You know, he he was Martin O'Neill's assistant up until a couple of years ago. You know, he's been assistant at Forest. He's, he, uh, there's there's elements of Rakeen that I really like. I, I really like his professional standards. I really like uh, you know
2: the, the level of, um you know he Maybe, well, just, maybe, maybe just a little bit of a banjo, we kind of need a Celtic as well, considering how the players up don't tools this season, you know? Well, well you know something, when, when obviously things
3: started to go pear-shaped for the Celtic at the start of the season, me and a friend of mine, uh, we had a constant conversation along the lines of Roy, Roy Keane would not allow this to happen. He would not allow these players to perform like this. He would not allow, uh, you know, you know, he would not let the players away. Performing it the way they're performing Just because that's that's what he brings to a football club Um, uh, Listen I don't think Roy Keane will be approached By the club Uh, I do think he wants the job I do believe he wants the job Uh, But I don't think that um, I don't think Dermot Desmond Will will be picking up the phone to Roy Keane But like I say I, I'm one in the few, very few. People I think it's kind of um, fans
2: that wouldn't mind that it's kind of split between the the when when Jose Mourinho was in there being appointed um, Manchester United boardroom was split. The likes of uh, Bobby Charlton didn't want Mourinho know, because of his reputation, and it was all about him at the club. And maybe some folks in the Celtic board are like that too. That if Roy Keane came in, it wouldn't be both Celtic Football Club again. It'll be just the Roy Keane story. She could go something like that, marking the board. But when Roy Keane started being the Roy Keane story, and not Celtic? It would be for a while. But again, it's,
0: anything with Celtic is going to end up headlines, Paul.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and Roy Keane, he, that's one thing you do, he does, he gives you headlines, you know what I mean? But so I, so I think maybe they both would look on as if. He, he, he wouldn't stand for any rubbish after the board. If he wasn't getting his own way, you he wouldn't. He'd make sure the fans knew that he wasn't getting things the way you want it. Do you know what I mean? He'd, I,
2: I could see him fall out with the board very, very quickly. No, on the way our board, ax I, I could see him fall out very quickly with our board. You oh, know. Definitely. As soon as, as soon as things are going Roy Keane's
0: way, and he wants to change things, it's he won't change yesterday. Do you know what I mean? And that's not how the Celtic board operate. There. Drag things out, we've seen it. They drag things out of multiple meetings about things that end up going nowhere, and then eventually, whoever it is just gets that scunnered. Of.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, look, we spoke about the, the next topic briefly, and uh, the lads there, so I'm going to move on for it there. We, we spoke about John Kennedy and, and Garvin Stark, maybe stay there because I brought down to a different topic, so I'm just going to move on. And it was just going on what Barry was saying. The, at the start of the podcast my I thought we talk about later is, is Harkin uh, do you think Harkin is maybe involved in this deal considering the link between Manchester City and Yokohama Miners and uh, is he maybe walking behind the scenes but I'm led to believe that Harkin actually is still employed by Manchester City at the moment so I don't know what what kind of involvement he would have there Barry you know, well, th- th- this
3: is th- and, and you know what, I'd love to get yourself, Mark, and Mikey, all the posters, I- I'm trying to piece together exactly what's happened here, because uh, we we're led to believe that a week ago, Fergal Harkin wasn't part of the Celtic plans. You know, on, uh, if, if Fred Green was coming in as
2: Richard Hughes uh, was coming H- in, H-
3: Harkin wasn't going to be part of the plans. Now, it could be that Celtic had initial discussions with Fergal Harting, I don't know, you know, six months ago, and and he he could have planted the seed of Foster uh, Coglu. It could have been that happened, but what I'm trying to piece together, and I, like I said, I love your guys' opinions on it. Is this time, this time, seven days ago, everybody was under the, the impression that Eddie Howe would be announced as manager, that his backroom staff would be coming in, uh, Richard Hughes would be coming in in some capacity. Uh, fast forward seven days, he's not. It's not happening with Eddie Howe. And Postecoglou's name has
2: come from nowhere. So my, my thinking, right, is that we were all
0: talking about that. Harkins so. are going to be director of football. Hughes was going to be head scout. That was the way
3: I was always thinking along. So my thinking. Well, so that, that's right? that's what I thought, Mark. However, so, again, this is just speculation. But over the past two days it was indicated that Harkin was never coming in under the Richard regime. Now, I don't don't know if that's true or not, but that's what's been reported in the last forty hours. Can I just put in of that? Sorry. Sorry,
2: can I just put in there? My thinking is, right, that we were talking about saying that uh, the manager should never be appointing his director of football, that that should be done to the club. And maybe the club were discussing this Richard Hughes team coming in and maybe they decided against it, right? And they told Daddy Howe, look, Richard Hughes is not going to be a part of Celtic's director of football plans. We want our own director of football. Uh, we approach this guy, we say, Harkin, uh, he's going to come in director of football, but we want you to work with him. And Richard Hughes will come in maybe as chief scout. And I think, this is only my own opinion, I think that's where the fallout came between the backroom staff. Not not the coaches, the Baltimore coaches. Like, I find that just too strange to believe that he didn't, made contact with them until the end of the season. I think it was over Celtic telling uh, Eddie Howe that he wasn't getting Richard Hughes as director of football. And it, it's kind of fallen into places now because of this big Ange's name suddenly come up out of nowhere and Harkin being part of the City Group that maybe Harkin is the man to come in. Ready to pop the question? think of that uh, Barry
3: yeah I mean if that's the case i you know I'm quite I've always liked the idea of Sergal
2: Harkin coming in I've always thought that But well, could you see, see you. maybe Celtic doing it that way that maybe that was the fallout of the bathroom staff that they told him that he wasn't getting Richard Hughes well
3: this is what we don't know Paul yeah and this is something we might never find out but for me that there's too many demands you know if it's the case you know I want this I want that like I said earlier I, I can't understand how a deal-breaker would be the fact that you're not getting your backroom staff. You know, mm-hmm. Eddie Howe, I, 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 I'm sure, over the course of his football and career, has worked with multiple people. He's can say, well, OK, I'm not getting the three boys, but I know another couple of boys I could work with.
0: It's, it's, let's be honest, it's Eddie Howe. It's no Pep, exactly. it's no Pep Guardiola or Mourinho coming into the club that have worked with the same guys for years and put their plans into the club as
2: such, sir. So, and especially Mark, too, like when Eddie Howe was shown Celtic's transfer targets. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I I'm thinking that I just something is in place, Michael. Do you think?
1: Yeah, I just want to add just a wee bit, and I just want to get like, the three of opinion opinions in the charts as well. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Does anybody actually think, this is just my opinion, that Eddie, and the best way to put it, do you know, think he's arse collapsed? And there's been a, a bottle went and taken this job? Because it was too big for him?
0: I've seen a couple of people in the live chat saying that earlier on, and
2: it could well be. I think he could have bottled it, Michael. I think he could have bottled it, because I'm just I'm just saying this, like, you know, maybe with the events that happened uh, in, in George Street with the fans, maybe he didn't want that kind of, maybe that violence in his life. Uh, and Barry
0: safe as well, like, he would have, like... Paul, that was not the day with Celtic.
2: I know, I thought maybe uh, uh, maybe he didn't want that kind of rivalry fans match because he's not used to that kind of stuff down in Bournemouth either, Mark. He, he wouldn't be for Bob, but you know what I mean? God, Do you know? know? And he never experienced that. Like, and, I said that on previous podcasts. Yeah, he didn't want to expose his family to it, Matt, like you said, you know what I mean? Well, actually,
1: like, well it's just like going back to Eddie Howe and this coaching staff and he wasn't able to get this done. And this. What are these coaches to him? Like comfort blankets. As Barry says, he's worked for he would have worked with hundreds of coaches and doing these badges and in football. I mean, uh, not every manager that moves clubs brings his full bathroom staff he's worked with in his past jobs, because it's impossible for contractual reasons. And not everybody in that team's going to move anyway, their family in that. It just seems to be a lot of blame getting past, like, well, how can they get that coach or how can they get that person or that? And maybe the deep down was that, he's like you say, he's he back in fell and he actually realised the job was too big for him. But you know also,
3: what, Michael, well, I, no. I've always, I've always had that kind of, I don't want to say doubt, but there's always been that that uh, part of me thinking exactly what you're saying. Is the Celtic job, and I think JFP, he, he said it before when he's been on the podcast. You know, it's a big difference from coming into a club like Celtic than it is from managing a small town club like Bournemouth. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a different lifestyle, a different culture. And going by Eddie Howe's uh, personality and character from what we, he seems a bit a sort of shy repairn he certainly doesn't yeah. seem like I don't a think he could've he would he
2: would have because the minute he would have came into Celtic by straight away he's under pressure. And I don't think he's been he'd be used to pressure of of winning the league like for 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 a B club like Celtic, because realistically, like we are a B club, we're one of the biggest clubs in Europe. As we, you know, we we've one of the biggest fan bases in the world. Do you know? Well, I, yeah, well, he, oh, he,
1: sorry, he's he's coming from Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. He's coming, he's coming from Bournemouth, where he's got the freedom of the town. He can do anything he wants. To come into a city where if he buys a Mars bar over a Snickers, he gets judged. You know what I mean? That's like the scrutiny you're under. No, know what I mean? Like you said, he says, went from one one extreme to the other. And like you said, maybe after thinking about it, it's just, it's not for him, eh?
2: Cause I certainly don't think this just happened on Friday. Do you know what I mean? I think this happened weeks ago, and i go going back to say it again, and the club knew about it, and they wouldn't say it until they got the season tickets out. You know? Cause I don't think Celtic knew this. Justin Friday, and, and we're led to believe there are advanced talks with the new manager, Denmark, You know what
0: I mean? You know? Oh, I think it was maybe like last week I that. Celtic said the other night, Celtic maybe have a kind of hint things weren't going to pan out the way they expected them to. But mm-hmm. feelers are opened up again, lines of communication with other candidates. I don't mm-hmm. I really don't believe it all oh, just
2: came do out. You, do you take maybe Eddie Hull Bottles.
0: this? Well, he might have. We were saying there, it's a big change in, a, a, a massive change in his full life. Mm-hmm. His life would never be the same again. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Stay with the Celtic job, and that's really a, a life changing decision. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Barry, go back.
0: Sorry, Barry, go on. Maybe he has looked at it or, like over the last couple of months that he's been well, supposedly ready to take a job. Maybe he has looked at it and thought, well, oh, how can I get out of this Without, like, just saying, bottled up, I've shot myself
2: yeah but if I go back you know <laughs> and we say yeah, Brian, that maybe it's down to his back stuff, and and he approached them at the end of the season they said oh no no Celtic don't don't suit me I don't want to go to Celtic and he said look be a good opportunity to us and things like but if that's the case they said no they really stabbed Eddie Howie in the back as well didn't they you
3: know <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if that was the case, uh, Paul. I'd Be very surprised if Eddie Howe approached his backroom staff last week to say, "Look, I want you to come to the club." But for me, what's very apparent is Eddie Howe wasn't desperate to come to Celtic. We, we, we were, I want a manager that's desperate to come and manage the football. And he club desperate and fight, wasn't desperate
2: enough. Barry, was Clearly, when when he never gave a stance up. about straight up, like this is. I, I, I'm not Boston because. I'm a Celtic fan, but this is Celtic football club. Like We're bigger than Bournemouth. We're one of the biggest teams in Europe. And if you're not oh. committed to us 100%, we should have joined the line long, long ago. Barry had said, the deal's over. We move on to the next candidate. Well,
3: that, that's what I said should have happened three months ago under the initial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I say, it's clear that he wasn't desperate to come to this club because, like I say, he kept on throwing potential obstacles in the way, backroom staff, this, that, and the next thing. Uh, We've dodged a bullet in my opinion Because like I say I want a manager that's going to walk over coals To come to this football club and manage it, Because like you say it is, it is a privilege We are a massive football club This is a great time to come to the football club We're going through a, a big transitional period There's going to be a huge rebuild That we spoke about many times on many podcasts This is a great opportunity for a manager to come And mm-hmm. rebuild, sell football club And for me There was too many if, buts and maybes about Eddie Howe So we will move on from him And if it is big and... So be it, but uh, like I say, he just—he was never desperate to come and manage the club.
2: Uh, uh, it was clear to me. Is like we said, that no, Dad. Uh, We're we'll left to be hopefully, that we have a director of football But if we don't, who is making decisions, or does this deal have Peace and all, all over us? Uh, Mark, can I go to you first?
0: Oh, I don't know. Well, it's, well, we know that law was taking active part in the negotiations with the House, sir. And we spoke about well, that, like, why Why was that kind of a thing, this I don't know, as I said at the time, I can understand why he was part of them for the fact that nobody knows how the football runs day day better than Peter Mowell you know? So you can see mm-hmm. him been there and, and on these meetings, but it's, for me, it shouldn't have been a, like an integral party negotiations, no, no whatsoever when it comes down to the hiring and firing, the coaching staffs and what Eddie Howe's looking for and things like that, that should, that should have been done to Dominic McKay and Desmond, with Lowell there, like
2: an advice. As a consultant, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just make, Not make. Just make sure Dominic McKay's no bit writing checks at a can cash kind of thing and these yeah.
2: discussions but, right now. But you're looking at, like, past Celtic dealings, like, and it's, it just has are all written all over this like that. It collapsed again like that. It it just looks that way to me. Do you know what I mean? That it, it it has all him written all over it. Like you know, you know, does it look like that way? No, is it just me just being paranoid as usual? Or
1: I just don't know about this whole Eddie Howe thing and that as well. Um, the garden like you said. Okay, we've talked about the bathroom stuff, but it's now came out that it was possible transfer targets and budgets and stuff. Celtic so managed to get Brendan Rodgers to the club. Exactly. And it would have been interesting to see what his demands were compared to Eddie Howe. That's what like, people need to remember as well. This is Eddie Hill. If Eddie Howe being appointed Celtic manager was enough for you to get excited and drop towel and get your season ticket bought, then how in the mighty are fallen? You know what I mean? Because if Eddie Howe was enough to get you excited for the next season over anybody else, then... That's the worry in itself. You no know what I mean? Like this isn't Brendan Rodgers we're talking about.
0: Exactly. It just is fact. The, the snobbery things because he managed tonight. They must be brilliant. Do you get what I mean? It was all be, basically. It's just because he managed in the Premier League. But,
1: but it done nothing. I just find it strange. Like and I understand. Well, I understand what fans are saying, and like I, I, I do believe that Eddie Howe pulled out well before it was announced before season tickets. But my only thing to that is. If Eddie Howe was enough for you to get excited about getting your season ticket, then that's a concern for me on its own. Because I want I, I was happy well enough, work, but was the overall one? Absolutely not. Like mm-hmm. you know, Barry said it yourself, like he's no too perplexed that he's no coming. So <laughs> you know what I mean, so
2: Barry <laughs> going
0: bl- no, back, Sorry going on back, There was nobody really that excited about it.
2: But No, no- because we just got we just got so used to it, Mark, because it was hanging around. And we came to Tom's that Eddie Hall was coming, and considering what he did with Bournemouth, we looked at more pros than cons to give him the benefit of the doubt to come into the club, and the fans were happy to get behind him. Then, do you know? Do you know that kind of way? You know, that's the way I looked at it. Like you know,
0: Every, all these fans just seemed that happy that there was a manager that has worked in the English Premier League that was coming to Celtic. Nobody looked into.
2: Well, it was Michael that
1: questioned his defensive record. Michael wasn't it? Well, like you see, but well, I questioned him as well because this is also a guy that paid twenty odd million for Dominic Solanke as
2: well, <laughs> so, and Richard Hughes was.
1: You know what I mean? I like like, I
2: like football, like you know, um, you maybe know, we, we
1: that's what what he said,
2: well.
1: like we did touch upon it, like you know what I mean? You know, it's just, it's just like it says, like Richard Hughes in that as well. Like when it was coming out that, and I think it's quite evident as well that like he was obviously trying to get him in as the director of football. What mm-hmm. has she done in football? Even like to to want that job? I just think, like you say, this job is just too big for the guy in the end. And like you say, I he's think just like
3: it's
2: it's going back to what we were saying on previous podcast, with yourself, Barry and uh, and John United know, that that the the manager shouldn't be appointing the director of football. It should be the other way around. Barry shouldn't this, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've said, said it multiple times yeah. The director of football should
3: be pointed by the club It's what, what's in the best interest of the club Not what's in the best interest of the manager And who
2: the manager wants to work with That's not the way football works Two demands, Barry, like you said, Mike, you I, said uh, There was two demands, really yeah. And they're only starting to come to light
3: now, like, aren't they? Yeah. Listen, see if Pep Guardiola's coming to the club And he's saying, by the way I've got a director of football that'll do a right good job in here You stand up and you listen But you don't listen to Eddie Howe you know, and listen, I'm not bashing the guy. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad manager or anything like that. But like Michael says, it's heavy how. You know, we need to remember that. And mm-hmm. you know what? I think Mikey, Mikey might very well be right. You know, maybe this job just was was too big for him. Like I said I've never heard of so many obstacles being put in the way. You know, for me. Uh, being told that I'm sorry You know Your backroom staff You can't have them That's never been a deal breaker I've never heard of that Being a deal breaker And a manager Not coming to a club Well I, you know what If I'm not getting A backroom staff I, I, I don't I'm not going to come To the club I'm sorry I've never exactly. heard of that Exactly Because But, but Rick, to, to answer your question About the director of football No absolutely not we, I want a director of football That's going to be at the club For the next maybe 5, 10, 15 years, it's going to oversee yeah. the whole infrastructure of the club and over, the overhaul from youth development to scouting networks to management, player recruitment, the whole lot. That's what you need. And like, I think John said at JFP, Michael, everybody says, you know, what happened in two years or three years if Eddie Howe is successful and he gets a move back down south? He's going to take Richard Hughes with him and then we're back to
2: square one. Because so that's what's going that. to happen, really. Like, in do you know what I mean? Like, we'd be back to square one that. if Eddie Howe did like and. It, it didn't make sense to me, like so. That's why I'm thinking maybe this could have been the deal breaker. That Celtic told him Richard Hughes is not going to be the director of football. We have our own director of football, and maybe anyhow, that that's the bathroom stuff that, that he said he could that they couldn't get. Well, if that yeah. was the
1: case, then, if that was the case, then the talks should never have got to the level that they were.
2: Exactly. In the exactly.
1: first place, because if Richard Hughes was ever even in the frame for the director of football job, the plug should have been pulled right there and then. Because nobody yeah. in the world gets to pick their boss. Yeah,
2: but that's, that's going to fall onto the next thing now. And, and Barry's forking up, and Barry was saying it there like that. And I like, think like not just considering this deal, like but considering the last couple of seasons and stuff like that. And we didn't see CEO coming, in, but the same faces are still going to be on the board and stuff and. Good piece of law goes. The same boys are going there. Is this current board fit for purpose? Barry, I'll go to you first. I <laughs> think you know my answer on that, mm-hmm. guys. But it's not for going me, to this. It's not just going to this season. It's not. It's not just going to last Friday's events, Barry. Do you know what I mean? We we. we this is going back years, though, with dissenting board,
3: isn't this? Oh, this, this is years, and it's multiple decisions ac- across multiple different subjects over years and years. And like Mikey touched on earlier, the, the, the board have treated the fans with discontent for a long, long time. And so th- that's my opinion, is the board are not fit for purpose. Uh, and this is just another example of why they're not fit for purpose. And in my humble opinion, we'll never move forward as a club under the current regime. And if anything, I hope I'm wrong, but... I could see us actually moving back the way because I don't believe this board is fit for purpose and I don't believe we'll progress as a club on a lot of levels until the day that they move on and we have people making proper decisions and correct decisions. Just my own opinion, guys. Mark?
0: Oh, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. don't think the board's fit for purpose. Look, it's not It's
3: not just
2: on Friday. No, this has gone on for, for years, Mark. As long as I can remember, it's hoping that now, uh, Peter Lowell's at the road that things are going to change, but
0: I think fingers crossed Dominic Mackay's going to run things a bit differently,
2: but it's still going to be the same board. The old faces there, yeah, just and that's the problem. Like, it that these, the likes of Ian Biker's going to be still there, like, no one knows why. His role is in the club.
0: I mean, I've said it yeah. before. Peter Lowell walks in the room, and Peter Lowell's taking over that room. Do you know what I mean? So, these old guys are all sitting in these board meetings, and Peter Lowell's to me, just dictating what's going to happen—that's the way I, I kind of see what a Celtic board meeting went like. These guys just sort about Peter Lowell made his spiel, says this is what we're going to do. Vote on that, and what he wanted will get voted through. So hopefully, Dominic, guys coming in with fresher ideas. For I mean, the board might sit there and say, "Well, oh, we'll just we'll just do whatever he says." What we've done, we'll so it might change, but there's definitely need some like fresh ideas and some fresh blood in the board.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. it? I agree with what everybody's saying regarding. Like I said, I've said it for the the last 10 years or whatever it's been. I've never been a fan of the board. Okay, I've never questioned like I says. a lot of you fans got on the high horse about this biscuit tin mentality and that. I don't quite agree on that sense because there has been money spent. But there's certainly a a barricade up between fans and the board and it is only going to keep getting bigger. Like I said, I'm not expecting a closeness like Dundee and Dundee United and Hamilton and clubs like that because Celtic are just a much bigger club and that's just not possible. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen such a a divide between even fans. Fans were like this. Even the fans are starting to turn on each other. Know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of this whole situation and I just I've never seen such a a gap between fans to fans to the both.
2: It's in a- my life.
0: Is the board maybe maybe
2: limited to what it can tell the fans with stock exchange? Oh I did, who told us that Mark? Was that Ed Ed, Ed was it Ed two or Ed once said after you that that there's certain things that can't be kind of unique dog to fans in this? talked to Ed Two
0: about that the Chelsea fans trying to get in into a few board meetings idea. there's things that there's covered Boardroom confidentiality and fiduciary, or fiduciary like that, and things like that. And I've said before, these fans seem to think they're you get to board meetings and they sit there and it's like, hey, we'll go and sign him, we'll go and sign this unit. That's not what board meetings are like. They're boring as hell, things to sit through. You know, Mark, I,
3: I, I, a mate of mine who's quite clued up on these things, he said because Celtic are a TLC, any sort of. Information that is either leaked or, or given out affects the share price. So, so the, so they're limited in what they can tell because, like I say, if they announce to a board meeting or you know at some sort of fan group meeting whatever it is that they're going to be signing a player or they're going to be bringing in this manager, that then affects that. That could then affect, and it's to do. It's, it's actually a criminal. I believe it's criminal that that can happen. Imagine if safety. Six,
0: six. Eddie agreed, in principle, to become their manager at the beginning of June. that's when they put, put the share price up, and then
2: the share
0: place up, and then it's a boy or something in a probably
2: quick celtic Do, you know, I
0: mean, uh, exactly, yeah. Do you know
2: what I mean? Ah, yeah. you what I mean? Maybe that could have been one of the reasons, so, Mark, why it kind of wasn't announced by Celtic, so because of the legal aspect. The shareholders could be coming back to Celtic saying, "Well, he taught us was that he we bought more shares in the club." And no, it's not Eddie he Do you know what I mean? That's you that, know? That part is part is, the yeah. So my only concern is. with with the board is like, uh, and for for next season, like, like fair enough, we have Dominic McKay coming in, and we hope that he's his own man and he can get these ideas. But we still have the same board, me- board members on the team who who was so used now to maybe 10 years or so of Peter Lawrence's regime and how he did things like, are they going to be able to adjust to a, a new manager or will they trying to ke- keep it the same old, same old, Barry? That's
1: up, that's a, Michael, sorry, go on, Michael. That's up to Dominic Mackay to, to lay down the law. You know what I mean? He should have the the opinion that it's either his way or... Well, no, I'm not saying it says we are no way, because he's got to listen to what people want to say, but he's got to come in and he's got to command the respect. Peter Walls done at it, Selleck. it's all mm-hmm. it's Dominic Mackay's job
2: now. Mm-hmm. What's what is the legal things to? Like, I I don't know to remove in the board members. Is it very hard, or is there some big issue legality issues there? Same as any contract, you think? They can vote on at the EGM every year,
0: do not they? How this? And Dermot Desmond controls the, the voting. That's, do you know what I mean? But that's like maybe he can maybe maybe in
2: a year's time like
0: failed in that because there isn't enough
2: Yeah. Maybe
0: against them. sir. Well Desmond wants vote onto the board it just happens. There's no really
2: maybe after a year, Mark, he can see who he wants around him and who he doesn't want like around him like you know, I mean it's gonna take it's really gonna take at least a year or two for Dominic McCoy to really implement these changes he said in this meeting with uh, the supporters group like in it he said he's going to modernise the club, make it different, move it to modern times. Like he's not going to do that in a year. Like so he's not you know it'll take a lot longer than that. But the things you know behind the scenes that we'll know
0: we'll not know anything about there. exactly much underline in that I think exactly. with the fans I think the fans kinda need to just focus on next season and the team on the park, and let the board yeah. changes are going on behind the scenes. Just let
2: them happen for a while, to now and see. And not getting involved with like because that's what a lot of negativity is around the club by by some fans, and and some of them rightly so like the voice their things uh, about the, the board and how, how their deals. But there's some things really very that that the fans just can't control. Do you know? I'm, I regard yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely.
3: You know, the the, the board, the, the fans can't control what happens in the boardroom. It'll not stop them having an opinion on it. It'll not stop them, you know, being annoyed about things or
2: you know things like that. But uh, but that's just turning more supporters against the club then as well, cause that's that's basically what they're doing on Twitter is kind of trying to sway fans their direction, aren't they? You know, but the thing
3: the thing is the, the, the reason the fans and supporters are you know annoyed or question is because of the decisions that the board make. And mm-hmm. like I say, I, I I vented about the board at the start. I agree totally, chat. I and that's because that's because of of my. Opi- and it's just an opinion, you know, my opinion. is the board should never have let got to the stage with regards to the managerial appointment, We're too big a club. And I don't believe, I believe we're we're dealing with things as amateurish a lot of the time. But we can can
2: see your point, like, because, like, I couldn't see any other club going going to um, a manager and he was saying, look, give me give me to the first of June. Look, I'm I'm really interested, you know, I'll give you my final answer in, in June. I'm really, interested. That's I'm, I'm really interested. I'm really interested. So just let me get my backing sorted. I can't sort them up now till till June. Oh by the way, I want my own director of football league. I want this coaching. I want that coaching. No club would stand for us. You know that,
3: that's what I mean, Paul. We are not here to shoot Eddie Howard. His agenda. Yeah. We have our own agenda. We're like we're Glasgow Celtic football club, we need to look after ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. how, like, I said it on multiple podcasts previously, I actually, I had in my head that the deal must be done. It just, must be I, done. I, I because there's, saying, no like, yeah. way exactly. we, there's no way we, we can allow ourselves...
0: Mm-hmm. To, yeah. When you said that, because we went to every single one is the four of sitting here chatting, and everybody in the live chatting, the four thought Eddie Howe's... Eddie.
2: Because I think that was the, that, that the most sharp mark for, for everyone. Like, it wasn't just because Eddie Howe wasn't coming, but because... Everyone talked to he was done. Even,
0: the, even I mean? the way the media were talking. Yeah. So you know again that this was coming out of Celtic Park or a certain amount of it was. So even because of the way the media was just making, it was just a case of when it was going to happen. And I think that's part of what has been the bit of shock. Everybody just kind of, whether you were delighted or whether you were a bit, a mm, about a house appointment, we all had just accepted that it was going to be Eddie Howe.
1: I th- I find and it's not statement. it's not just that, Mark. Oh, sorry, on you go, you uh, I I found the statement that they released quite strange as well over in mm-hmm. the, the club, the way that they like, because until they actually released that statement, it was never a hundred percent confirmed that he was a hundred percent offered the job. Mm-hmm. And I just I that that just then that that obviously tells any other manager that's going to be approached that they were going to be the number two, the number two or number three choice. I don't know if anybody else found the the statement that it yeah, was regard how strange
2: it was like because like it was it was something like uh, things beyond any whole control and Celtics control that we couldn't get this deal over the, the line or something like that. Mark want this. That's good. I, I,
0: I kind of made you think was it? I mean, these coaches are still at Bournemouth. Mhm. Perfect. Made I sent you a link on Twitter, Paul? Something was it a physio that had left them or something like that. Maybe yeah. People, we thought maybe again that was a the Duck. breaker, team.
2: yeah,
0: exactly. yeah. But it'll be funny if Eddie, how, who he does go to now, if these coaches will leave Bournemouth to go. Oh, and it'd
2: be interesting to see if his director of football goes
0: there. Do you know what I mean? I was, reading between the lines of that Celtic statement was that it was a, there was a third party, to some kind, putting a block on things. So the only way we can assume that is that it's been the coaches or Bournemouth themselves that have put up this stumbling block that finally broke the camels back it's some." Hey. It's just something doesn't seem right about it now when you look back with hindsight
2: Barry can you remember what you were going to say there just
3: before we spoke to Mike yeah, no, you know what I was just going back to you know, the house situation. like I said seven days ago on the podcast I was on and I, I painted a picture a hypothetical yeah. scenario that unfortunately has come through and I, st- I sat here and I said there's no way the Celtic board cannot know who the manager is. It just, it's just unthinkable to think that we don't know who the manager is. That's how I'm confident it's anyhow. But not just the manager situation. Mark, me and you have discussed that and Paul and other guys... We were confident that Eddie Howard well be the signings. Yes. You know, the de- deals in the bar, not just negotiations, deals in the bar. But here we are, we're sitting on the 30th of May, we've still not got a manager. The, the players are due in for pre season in and, and 18 days' time, and we've not even got any players signed. I know the boy Liam Shaw, but, you know, we've lost a lot of plus Scott Brown's away, Duffy's away, Laxalt's away. Uh, John, John Uke, Kenny, you know whoever El the El- is way back, you know Edwards wanting out the door, Christie's wanted, you know we're just in a uh, we're in a horrible position right now. You we're know, is- 17 days away from pre-season and we're in a a, a
2: a situation I did not think was possible. Good that you said that because it's fallen into the next topic. So about is that with yourself? Is this a major setback now in our preparations already for next season that we don't have? A manager installed. No one we listing if we don't have players signed up, or we don't. There seems to be no plan at the moment, does there? It's it's, it's a huge
3: step but Paul. It's a huge step because I just and again, it, just for me, it just boils down to the amateurish dealings with the board. Because like I said, today's the thirtieth of May. We don't have a manager. Neil Lennon left on the 24th of February, and we are now four months in line. We don't have a manager. We've, we've lost a lot of players who have gone back to their uh, loan, the loan. Players have gone back to their clubs. We've lost our captain, who's left under freedom of contract. There's players wanting out the door. We're 17 days away from pre, uh, 18 days away from pre-season starting, and we're less than 50 days now away from our first championship on the 24th of July. Yeah. So, so we're less, I think it's about 50, 40, 40, 50 days away from, and we don't have a team, we don't have a manager. It's incomprehensible that we're in this situation, but yet here we are, uh, stand here talking about it, a
2: situation that Rich, seven days saw, ago
3: and never thought was possible. Rich,
2: I remember you saying to me uh, when we finished the uh, uh, podcast, as I was saying, geez, I hope said to get this city whole deal done because i don't know the topics to talk about. <laughs> I certainly didn't think I was talking coming here on, on Friday, doing a podcast on Friday. When Matt and, and today actually talking about this stuff, I I was totally not expecting to be talking about this stuff today. Not expecting this at all. You, you know,
3: seven days ago, Paul, you're probably thinking that that this podcast was going to be about the appointment. You know, I yes. thought you might be appointed. Uh, this week, or even at the latest, probably next week. I think we thought that his contract might end on the thirty-first of May. But you know, we're probably you're probably gearing up for the next podcast to be the appointment Eddie Howe and yeah. you know the, the the future plans, the transfer recruitment plans, and things like that. That that's probably. But again, I, I, am I Barry, I'm, about this?
2: I go back to negativity of Celtic football. club again, do you know what I mean? And but I don't want to be. Negative all the time about city club because I love the club, and I want to be talking partly, but you can't speak partly as city the way the way things are going you know oh, i'm I'm exactly the same you know even when I got your schedule for this
3: podcast, I'm thinking, god i am going to go on here and i'm going to be people are just going to think I'm an absolute grump, you know because of, of, there's it's, it's a lot of neg there's <laughs> a lot of negative stuff that, that I, I I like you pla you know we love this football club, every one of us on it. On this podcast Every one Every poster Every, post star, every guy, guy on the left We love this football club mm-hmm. We're so passionate About this football club And we want to be Speaking about positive You know A new manager coming in You know Our hopes are high We're going to get Good players in You know We've got our Champions League Qualifiers coming up You know we, we want to really be Geared for the season ahead And we're really speaking positive Feeling good about The football club But I need to be honest, I'm not right now. You know, right no. now, as I stand here right now, I'm not. And it is negative stuff that's coming out from me. I don't want it to be, but unfortunately, that's the way I feel. Um, and like I say, seven days ago, I never thought would be coming on here a week later, speaking about
2: what we're speaking about, unfortunately. Mark, you're, it's a major setback in our preparations because I I said it uh, before like, uh, the podcast that that This deal could fall through, but let it hold along with drags on. And if that deal falls through, there's no plan. We're behind in signings, we don't have time signs done behind the scenes that we thought might have been done. Are we in a the, in the bad situation now at the moment? Uh, it's, we're, we're in a bad position, uh, and it's a, it's a
0: big, big setback that Eddie, the Eddie Howe deal collapse because, well, basically, the board just put all their eggs in the one basket. Mm-hmm. And we're not good back through whether they were right or wrong, but that's basically what they've done, and it's went. But
2: concerning the signings that we thought was done behind the scenes, Mark, do you know what I mean? You know, we, we thought like that. Yeah,
0: even further. it's a further setback because we were expecting, as, uh, Barry said, there uh, Eddie Howe to be announced, and then a wee kind of domino effect of these signings that we was hoped he'd been working on in the background and things like that. So even that, even we're kind of projecting. Rejection of what was
2: happening just are you again as you... it's not it's, it's not just going down to players uh either. like it's not gonna gonna like there's there's a huge uncertainty about coaches as well michael that that we don't seem to have in place at the moment, like what my thinking is that it's gonna be Kendi and Strachan, like but we we behind in that kind of department as well like you know, if the manager wants to begin, he'd do courses that because then we're going to have to start negotiations with his coaches that he wants from another team again, you know?
1: I just, I'm just all trying to take any pause about the situation. I'm just hoping that this has been in the making for a few weeks now and they've known that area mm-hmm. was and, and they're a lot further along with the new appointment and what people actually think. And I'm just, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm trying to uh, take a pause from anything. I'm still hoping that there is. Be, like you uh, say, this guy. this guy's getting brought in to coach. He's not getting and in, coming into buy all the players, so I'm still mm-hmm. hoping that behind the scenes there has been talks on their way regarding players coming in. The only mm-hmm. worry about that is like Fergal Harkin; he wasn't getting like what Barry said, he was mentioned seven days ago. In but Red, my in, only thing
2: in, about Fergal Harkin is that how could he have any connection with Celtic at the moment when he's actually still contracted to Manchester City? That's what I mean.
1: That's it. You know? It's just it's just guesswork on everything.
2: Yeah, it's on so uncertain. Uh, with Celtic at the moment like it's, like for me like I couldn't make any prediction about Celtic at the moment you know what I mean I couldn't say who does sign and or who the manager next week because tomorrow there could be a different name announced that we wouldn't even have a clue about you know what I mean that's hoping, the way Celtic are at the moment isn't it I'm hoping
1: as well like this, the post-acoglu coming in obviously being from the whole the Asian market and that I'm half open as well that that opens up and if it is the that's coming in that opens up a market over there for possible talent to be coming in as well. Basically, right, so mm-hmm. you know, okay, okay, Nakamura and that came in. He came. Saka Saka Saka
2: Saka Poo
1: Poo. He came in <laughs> from Serie A back in the day, but I'm just hoping that maybe Paul the yourself himself has maybe got like you say eyes on players yourself that you can. Exactly, even in, in, in
2: Australia or even around that. Like New Zealand and that that kind well, that, of area as well, that, that, me. That, that might be being too
1: positive. Like, we might
2: have another Chris Killing on our cards. Yeah, maybe. But like you say, I'm just trying to take any grain of yeah.
1: Like you say is because it's, it's just the negativity
2: just you now. That's what's Uh, Paul Kelly's asking about uh what is the reality of, of Celtic at this moment, Mark. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know if i right Paul? I don't know, that that was his question and think how about the reality though guys? You know, I'll ask him to, to put up what he means and then he'll come back to it. You know, uh so I'm I'm moving on, right? So if if at the could come manager next the next Celtic manager, right? The J League is still going on at the moment, right? And there's three games left. So that could be another two to three weeks before he leaves that uh, position in the J-League. Or will he leave beforehand? I, I don't think he will with, with just three games left. When he comes to Scotland, he's going to have to quarantine for at least 10 to two weeks. So realistically, it could be four to five weeks before he even steps in the door at Celtic. And our qualifiers for the champ, uh, Champions League are on the 20th right and he'll only just be in the door. We, we we can't afford that.
3: We we can't we can't afford to go a Champions qualifier without uh, a manager. It would just
2: be the biggest embarrassment. The he'd be, biggest He would he, be just in ever. the door. He be just blown by like I'm not. He, he might leave the the J League possibly like it's with three matches. You would think anyway. It's going you to be two what? weeks.
3: Well, you know. Know,
2: Paul, we need to
3: look after ourselves. The Celtic hierarchy—they need to look after Celtic Football Club, and we need to get a manager in the door as soon as possible. Oh. This should have this should have happened months and months ago. When Neil Lennon left the club, we should have had a manager appointed. Now, I'm not saying we should have had a manager come in to take the I mean, remaining games, but we should have demanded. There, there should have been a decision made back when
2: Lennon left. A decision should have been made well, within a month or a week, I mean, a few weeks I mean, after. I mean, do you know what I mean?
3: And what players are we going to have available for these Champions League qualifiers if we've not got anybody brought in? Because he's uh, only, only going to have Barry
2: if he comes in. Yeah. July, he's only going to have realistically two weeks to put his own style of play on the play on the players, bringing his own philosophies. Like that's impossible for a man to do within two weeks. Yeah, well, it
3: might be that we need to just write off the first part. You know, we might have to, if, if it's going to be like that. You know, we're going to have one right back, who's Anthony Ralston. You know. We're going to be so depleted if we've not brought recruited players in. I just but at the same time, anything's possible with Celtic. You know, I never thought a week ago I'd be sitting here saying, lights, talking about the fact that Eddie Howe's not coming and we don't have any players and this, that, and the next thing. But
2: I just we can't wait three weeks to get Postecoglou in the door. We can't it's, do that. It's, the, it's the it's all back to what here. you said, like the decisions of the board, and if this, if if if, if we're led to believe like that. It's going to take at least four weeks for him to come up and run. By the time the J League finishes, he comes over here. He'll have to quarantine. Realistically, over COVID, it'll be it'll be four weeks for him to to even step in the door at Celtic. Matt, that's I, it's, it's, it's Sorry, go too fast, but it's unthinkable. You know like you know what I mean? It is like you know what I mean? It's it's bad from board level Post- as well. Like if Posta as is, is the man that. The
3: Senate Board want in the door They go and get him now they Get him on a plane tonight, uh, if, uh, uh, tonight uh, if they have to pay compensation For the last three games or whatever If he's the man they want Get him on a plane tonight Get him across Get him. Let him serve out his 10 days quarantine And let him start the job so
1: you know,
0: they, have they, can still
3: have, they can still have Zoom meetings They can still have Zoom meetings About player recruitment And everything like that He can start the job tomorrow After his flight If
2: if he's the man that they want Don't wait four weeks Because him on the door now on on Japan's uh contract things with managers they mostly do a uh, I read up they, they they mostly do a, a year of uh year year's contract. so would they have to pay out that year of contract if they wanted to get him out of his there's only three games left or will they have to pay that percentage for those three games? How would that work?
0: I think it would just come down to some kind of negotiations, Paul. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, I mean, it would be, it'd be somewhere in between, probably.
2: You know, but should Celtic now, like, pay pay what, uh, Yokohama want for him and just get him in now? Do we need him in now, Mark, realistically? I think we do, yeah. yeah definitely. You know, like, going by what I've saying, there, Mark, like, it could be four weeks by the time we see him. In Se- if that's, You know? That's a worry. That's, that's
0: no good enough. Celtics need to, need to move. They need to make a move quickly. If it is going to be Angie Then get what we're saying Buy out with the remainder of his contract And get him over here as quick as possible
1: You can tell that Barry's got more on board Since the start of the podcast Because he couldn't have pronounced Foster at the start But now he's all over it So he's right on board Mikey,
3: Mikey, you've given me a bit of confidence So (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, this is what he's saying
2: right uh, Paul Kylie, people are talking about negativity and, and positive. Reality takes care of Borson. They were just the outcome. As I said, broke on the park, broke office. We need to take steps and fix this. Uh, I think that's mostly what we're, we're kind of saying, but there seems to be no plan at the moment like to fix these things, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. Michael this, you oh, know. Some people
1: might know think things are broken. I mean it's all about the end of the day. it's broken from the top down. Yeah, so, I mean as it stands right like like now, Celtic are in dire state right now. Yes. I'm not saying that i no. But I'm just trying to take any crumb, anything that I could just now sure to try and get any form of positivity out I which I understand is hard for a lot of fans
2: Well you have to take positive for your for your own mind's sake as well. Like you know, you you kinda of have to take some positivities like what well, you know, like, if it's going to take us four weeks to get our new manager in, if, if he wants to finish out the league, the J-League, if he wants to finish that out, like, they're 15 points behind the league. League leaders with three point, with, with three games left. I don't think they're going to win the league. Should he now say, right, look, Celtic, maybe not for us enough, I can't refuse. And it's up to him as well if he wants to come to Celtic straight away, like is or Based on, like you say, everything that
1: came out in the press, and like you said, already talked about how things get leaked. It's looking more unlikely that the guy's going to be appointed like in the next few days. I'll be very... Like, I'll, I don't think it's even... Like he could be appointed, but it could be three weeks from when he fucking comes in. That's the problem. Yeah, you know? I, I think that they'll actually get the guy. If it is him, they'll just get him now. You know, Not, if, I mean, if, if... If it is him, like you say, there's no guarantees. Like I was saying, we, we, everybody on this chat and on this podcast thought it was Eddie Howe that was coming. Yes, yeah, at the moment... know. So we don't know, we still, don't
2: know what we're going to for the moment. At the moment, like, it's still in uh, negotiation states. Like, so that's what they said They're in advance. So there's nothing concrete Mark, that he is going to sign. And with Celtic being Celtic, we're not guaranteed either. It's going to be him, are we? You know?
0: Well, as we've learned the Eddie Howe, fiasco, nothing's 100 to yeah. that. Standing outside Celtic Park With a scarf above their head Basically sir
2: Imagine the poor Aegis That fucking made up scarves For Eddie Howe Coming to Celtic I bet, I
0: bet there is Are we stretching him somewhere I saw
2: the... oh, I wow. saw a thing last night I saw a thing last night It was a Manchester City fan And he got a tattoo Man City 2021 uh, Champions League winners On his thing and he's leg With the The Champions League Cup and he's like, What an aegis You know what an aegis. I just summed you know, so Pop- that
1: English Premier League and the people at the support clubs down there, the actual
2: ego that they've actually got. Just, just it, like, like isn't is. and, and he had a cheat, and I thought the best was, uh, he had a cheat to say, a Chelsea football club who think they can come in and buy the league and buy the Champions League. And I'm looking at yeah. Look at your own club. <laughs> Man City, <laughs>
1: Man City, uh, Man City and clubs like, well, Chelsea, Man City and clubs like that, they've bought their history. No, I mean that's all that they've done. Like, yeah, they're nothing more than just the money, but they bought their history. That's all that they've got. Like, yeah. Uh,
2: the next thing is, like, Barry, as you said, loads of times, and and loads of top. Like, I didn't think we'd bring up this topic, and I didn't I didn't think we wanted to speak about this today. But, but realistically, where are we now, and um, where are we going to go? Like, cause there seems to be no plan. At the moment, Celtic, like, are, are we in a crisis? Are we on the verge of a crisis at Celtic Football Club? Or do the board are the board blind to everything that the fans can see?
3: Um, I went, You know what? I, I, think, I guess we are in a crisis in, in terms of, you know, we'll not speak about too much what happened last season, but, you know, last season was a catastrophe. And this was an opportunity... To, to to start the ball rolling on rectifying that uh, But like I said, here we are The 30th of May, we don't have a manager We don't have any players in the door We've had multiple players left the club We'll have even more players that want to leave the club it's, uh, For me, it is a mess We're in a mess right now uh, Kind of going back to your your, your point just A couple of seconds ago, Paul You know uh, uh, poster Coglu If uh, 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 they're turning around and saying, you know, yeah, I want to be your manager, but I'll not be in the door for the next four or five weeks. See, for me, at that point, you move on. That's, That's the Eddie, Eddie Hull situation all over again. This is Celtic football club. We yeah. need to look after ourselves. We can't wait for you to finish out the season. You know, if not, then move, the move on to the next candidate. Because we need to start looking after ourselves. I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this, that... You know, on the 30th of May, we don't have a manager. We're in a bigger mess than I ever thought we I could be in.
2: None of but us thought we, we totally would in be... Crisis. None of us, Mark, thought we would be... Like, we know, certainly didn't think, Mark, we'd be talking about the this stuff this weekend, you know, on, on Friday. Like, we didn't think that Celtic would have come to this. Like, so are, are we in a mess now, do you think, Mark?
0: Celtic didn't expect to be in this position, I don't think. Mm-hmm. That's I we've just came back to it. They've just took Eddie Howe at his word and now it's blew up in their face and once again the spotlight's put back in the board and everything's been the board's fault. Mhm. Just I c I I don't I just I don't buy into this way some people are reacting is oh that's Eddie How Barry and Mika said, it's, it's Eddie Howe.
2: It's not that it's Pep Guardiola or Mourinho that's turned this down its it's Well considering the how how fast football moves, Mark, and and how, how like the Champions League qualifies and that long away. Like, are we under pressure now to get to get uh, the right players in and get the manager's philosophy into the club, or do we still have time for that?
0: As I said other night, I don't think we can forget about the Champions League this year.
2: Mhm. Some fans, some fans won't, Mark. Some fans will will are if if we don't qualify. For the Champions League qualifiers, oh, board- some fans they're going to yeah, but they be on they're they're going to be on. Uh, Papadis, like his name is Big and she's back as well, aren't
0: they? We'll yeah. Brendan Rodgers without red dumps. Mhm. Be off for of them but, but our main concern, our main aim next season is to win the league. Mhm. We'll be in Europe. We'll be Europe. We'll be in the Europa League, I think, and that that'll do is we'll make some money off it and we'll play against teams that were. Maybe capable of beating and getting a good wee run together, hopefully. But our main aim next week is to get back to winning in Scotland. Next week, next season, is to get back winning in Scotland and winning the league. That's what our main aim is. Everything else sees is as a sideshow.
2: Mikey, would you agree that that maybe right the Champions League qualifies, considering where we are now? Uh, no, I wouldn't say write them off, no.
1: Like you say, if we get qualified for the Champions League, then great. If we get qualified for the Europa League, I mean, I prefer the Europa League in aspects of watching it. Like I'll sit on a Thursday and watch the Europa League over the Champions League on Tuesday and Wednesday. But um, what March is there and what everybody else will be... The bread and butter is getting back to winning in the league. That should be the main focus, is getting the league title back in a cup next season. At, at, At the very least, in my opinion. But going back to what we were saying again regarding Eddie Howe and uh, as Eddie Howe, if this was like Lucci and Favre or Ralph Raniuk or Jesse Marsh that had turned us down last minute, that would have been devastating. This isn't devastating. Like you said, but we need to get a manager in now, tomorrow, Tuesday, otherwise we're just going to end up in a really, in a worse mess than what we're actually in. I was looking to to
2: say, put my own views and stuff, how, how I can see see stuff, and my, my views are the same as, as yourself, like the, the way Celtic are doing, but I, I just want to say this, uh, uh, my own view of of Celtic is that I'm worried uh, for the club, I've been a supporter of Celtic all my life, and at the moment, I believe what's happening at Celtic has been one of the worst moments that I've been supporting, this, the board, they seem to have no vision, no plan. No passion from the lads sitting around the table and their decision-making has been atrocious over the years. And at the moment, it's really hard, sad for me to see how fast our club has been falling, more so this year. I mean, would you feel similar to the way I feel or is it just me? Or? Not, you know what, Paul? I don't think you can disagree
3: with anything you've just said there. You know, I, I, you know what? We've had. Unlimited success now for for sort of nine years, um, and you know th- th- this is a low point. This is a low point for the first time in a while. But we time. know there
2: was going to be some dip down the line, Barry. You know, yeah. but not not. No, but but you know what I mean? No, but, but the thing is, it's the
3: magnitude of what's happened. You know, to to lose the league by twenty five points to 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 arrivals, to go out the cups to, at both cups to the first hurdle. Uh, you know, to not have a manager in place as it stands right now, to the the squad overhaul that we've talked about, it is it's, it's a massive point in our history. This, you know, mm-hmm. the, and this is something we need to get right. We've got, and, and you know, the events the last 48 hours have really hit home of what a bad spot we're in right now,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: we need to act. they need to act now to rectify this. Um, you know. Cause like 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 the boys are both touched on there, you know it's it's uh it's domestic football that's going to take president over everything. I've actually I don't know if any of you guys seen today, but the Champions League route that we've got it's going to be nigh on impossible. I've got It's going to be Galatasaray
2: down. Rapid Vienna, I think,
3: and uh, is well, it to so, so our, our first qualifying group it'll be Galatasaray Rapid Vienna or Michelin. If uh-huh. we get through that. The next group, we could play one of four teams. Spartak
2: Moscow, yeah, again.
3: PSV, Spartak Moscow or Sparta Prague. And if we get through that, we'll be unseeded and we'll face either Shakhtar, the next or Benfica. So, like I said, I I can't see us getting champions league football. But if we win that first tie, we're guaranteed European Football, Europa League. And I'd be happy with that. But we we need to start... uh, uh, The club needs to start getting things right we need to start getting things right like Mikey said we need to start making decisions appointments within the next three days don't leave it mm-hmm. any longer don't, like, like you said Paul we can't afford for Poster to say well I'll come but it'll be four weeks
2: down the line the players have been started a week pre-season by that time we can't and even, after that time. Barry, like, even, even if that we say even if, he, if it was four weeks down the line for him right Kennedy and Gavin Stratton are going to have control of, of that team until he comes in and appoints his own background staff.
3: That might be what they want. Maybe Kennedy wants that. He probably thinks that would suit me down to the ground because that means I'll have to get kept. But yeah. um, this is where the board needs to, need to start acting. Like yeah. I say, if it's going to be, well, Posta is not going to be in for the next four weeks, well, I'm sorry, that doesn't suit Celtic. It doesn't suit our agenda. We need to look after ourselves on to the next one. But it's a bit relaxed, but that's the idea.
2: <coughs> yeah, like I know you'll... Yourself and, and and Mikey have a positive outlook for for next season, and, and we all hope to do. But but you you must be hot now to see how far Celtic have fallen so fast in the the last couple of years, you
0: know. I was upset said before, Paul. I've spoke about problem behind the scenes for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now because we lost the league in that this, well, last season, now, it just seems to have came to a head. But these problems have always been underlined. Celtic for as far this disconnect with the board and the fans, that's been going on for as long as I can remember supporting Celtic and as we spoke about earlier, every other club, nobody, else, nobody likes their board Nice football supporter likes their board. They never spend enough money they never do what everybody wants. It's just one of the things, we need to move quick as Mike said, we need to move on quick and get mm-hmm in the door, or at the very, very least, at least, working for us. I mean, see if they're going to say it's going to be a week, a, a week, a, a, you could handle a week if you know that, if it's going to be a, a definite announcement. But time's getting on, and I don't know whether it's, they would just be a bit more ruthless. Mm-hmm. Although Peter Lowe's a, a shrewdie, I think, that might be a good thing to say, but we're not we weren't ruthless enough a lot of the times we kinda played the ball game and looking at this again. No, um Lowell thought they had them in the bag just because he was a Celtic supporter and that backfired. Maybe with Dominic McKay coming in
2: that Celtic will learn from their mistakes. You know what I mean, Mike? It's it was just strange how long it took to get a manager in. What like say, I said is I do not want to over there but
1: like, Neil Lennon got sacked in February. Uh-huh. So Eddie, how's been out of a job since what? Start of last season. So again, the red flags were there well before 40 hours ago or whenever it was. Uh-huh. But they need to, like you said, they need to get somebody in next week because you need to get a manager in to assess the squad. And I we have not got much of a squad or what's there. But we still need somebody to come
2: in and actually have a look at the players that we've got. And players who want to, who who he wants to begin with the director like all these negotiations need to happen as well,
1: like you know what I mean? Right with a new manager coming in and that, like, even though I want the chat and all that keep on him, but he might be a personality that I am not actually take to and, and and uh and manage to keep him for another season. You know what I mean? Like he says there's again that's that, that might be too positive coming from me, like but I'm just hoping for any like there's got to be a man doing next week. Like he says, two three days next week, and 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 like he says, if he's appointed, he still needs to quarantine and that. But there needs to be an announcement announcement made because this kind of keep dragging on because there's too much a uh, an overturn of players and stuff to keep dragging on like this. Well, this be a laughingstock, eh? More of the as it stands right now. So we need to get moving.
2: Is it time for new investment? Is it is it now time? for Dermot Desmond to to move on, Mark? Well, the thing about investment is, to
0: get down the route of what Rangers have done, there's only so much money that Dermot Desmond or anybody else could invest in Celtic because of financial fair play rules in Europe. Mm-hmm. 30 million, you're allowed to, the board, your director's allowed to put, I think it's 30 million over five years, just off the top of my head, sir. So I mean, £30 million a lot of money to Celtic.
2: And is that just out of Desmond's shares then, I can more shareholders put in money to transfers, Mark? That's that the limit that they can put in? A, that's a total. Your
0: shareholders can put in. I'm sure it's £30 million over five years. And again, you can probably jiggery-pokery a, a wee bit and get away with the odd wee dodge over things like that. But we're no one to get down the route of, uh, as I said, like Rangers. And, no, piling on shared issue after share issue, and I don't think that's the route to get down. Celtic spend Celtic's money, and that's you know, that, would, that
2: would eventually
0: catch up anymore. anymore. Definitely. it's happened even down to teams in England over the years, and that. have got their own England. We've got their own financial regulations that they follow, which are quite quite mm-hmm. similar to UEFA. But I don't, I don't, i never want to. Celtic to become that kind of club to get I mean I don't want Celtic to be relying on Dermot Desmond to run, and Celtic make, should, for our market in Scotland we, we make our money but it'd be, the, it'd be the top club in Scotland we should be mm-hmm. for years, we, we should be aiming to get in the Champions League and then as the qualification gets through we drop down to the UEFA League the Europa League and the odd time we'll qualify and set in place for the Champions League but I don't f- think that'll happen often and Celtic should be making plenty of money to be at the pinnacle of Scottish football we shouldn't need more. Than, but I've said it a hundred times Paul we spend money wisely enough that's it that's it that's the main problem
2: that's it Barry your thoughts on, on Desmond at, at the club
3: well, I've mentioned previously. I like the fact that we have a kind of representative, uh-huh. um, but I, I get, again. I need to be honest. I, I stand by my my opinion and my belief that I, as a, I don't believe we'll move forward under the current regime. I don't. I don't. I don't see us making progress. I don't see us moving forward uh, on any kind of level, especially the European level. Uh, so whether that be maybe a different. Uh, a different person comes in to take over from Dermot Desmond, a guy that's equally as astute, um, that can take the reins and maybe have a vision beyond what our current vision is. Because, like I say, I don't believe that we'll make the progress that we should be making under the current regime. So, for me, whilst I don't dislike Dermot Desmond, I think maybe it's the time for somebody else to take those reins and maybe take us in a different direction and make us realise our potential. <laughs>
2: like Michael?
1: Mike, you do. Sorry. Um, I think what annoys me with Dermot Desmond is he seems to pick and choose when he wants to be involved in terms of like he appointed Brendan Rodgers and gave him put like, I'm not saying that, you know, he's always putting in money but he seems to back him in that. Then you go from the extreme of Brendan Rodgers
2: to Neil Lennon.
1: Lennon, Neil Lennon and that. And it just it, it, it just seems it, it seems to be black black there's no consistency. That's what the best way to, and appointments and managers and that and uh, there there needs to be a change. A, a big a big shake up like right? we've discussed in the past from top to bottom and that's yeah. the shareholders and
2: that as well. And just go by that, like I to just show this out here with all this hurricane link and and uh, linking with the, the Manchester City club on Yokohama Big Angi. Do you think this Man City group would be interested in investing in Celtic or can they invest in Celtic because they own so many clubs, Mark? I don't think they can, can they, that they own so many clubs, is, is
0: this? They're probably. There's probably ways to wangle around that, Paulie. hmm
2: Could you see that maybe happening considering what we're talking about today, like all these leaks to the Man City group with Harkin... Big Ange and stuff like that, do you think maybe there's something that they might be looking to invest in Celtic?
0: I think a lot of that just comes through Peter Lowell's son, Mark, Mm -hmm. he works for Man City.
2: Man City as well, yeah.
0: They're head of of scouting or head of recruitment or something like that.
2: There's something there, actually, Mark, and we're all going on about Harkin. Could it have been Lowell's son that gave the name of Big Ange to Celtic? Um, well, it could well have been because we didn't. I actually didn't think of that just until you said it there. That could have been the
0: name, and and if that thing like does, but see, like if, if they wanted to buy into Celtic or whatever, they would just it would just come under another name. Here. Do you get what I mean? Just yeah. It would be under like the Man City group or whatever.
2: It would just be under another name to get round about
0: regulations. Mhm. Because
2: mm-hmm. I think there's a different kind of name they have of in. Of a other of as well, like they're they're not nextly called the Man City Group, like there's different names to their ownership what they own, like right? you know what I mean, you know. Well, the Man City uh, they currently own nine, nine
1: well, or they've got percentages in nine football clubs. Obviously, that own a hundred percent of Man City, a hundred percent of Melbourne City in Australia, a hundred percent of Montevideo City in Uruguay, a hundred percent of Alamo in Belgium, eighty percent in New York City. Sixty odd percent of Mumbai in India, wow. forty four percent of Gorona in Spain, thirty percent of a uh, Chinese club, and twenty percent of Yokohama, and then a hundred percent of Troyes in France. So but would you, pinch- like a, would you like
2: it? Would you like an investment group like that that owns so many clubs? Like, because if they were been bought, like, because they own Somali many clubs, like, you, you could be in dire stress Then, like, we seem to be. Well, safe with David Desmond, like, and I, I agree to you that. Know, things have to change, and, and no investment has to come in, like. But would you like a group like Man City to take over Celtic? I wouldn't
1: personally. That's just me.
2: I wouldn't either. No. You know, because we be like we we be like another kind of club in their group like MacDenn, then, Do you know what I mean?
0: Would still be like a certain thought to them as
2: well. Man it, like Man City, Man City is their their number one club. they? They based all their there are clubs on the, the Manchester Manchester City model when I was reading up about them like so.
1: I like, like that, I said on earlier. I don't want to be a club that buys your history. You want to earn it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't care what anybody well, says. That's kinda, that, the Premier that, League that, history, the way
2: they kind of want things into no, yeah, it it
1: like they've bought they bought the Premier League title. That's all they've done. Mm-hmm. they They've bought the history and like I said, I don't want like Melbourne City and mm-hmm. all the other clubs. Now I don't want to be. Plus, I'm still at their own club. Man City's started off with Masons.
0: That's just started at Man City. What's
2: that, Max? Sorry. Now,
0: look, the Masons. It was the Masons that started at Man City. Uh ah. huh. And that's even
2: their strips, Masonic blue. Um, Barry, would you be interested in a group like that running Celtic? The Masons? No, or the <laughs> <if they came laughs> No, the- not not one bit. Not
3: one bit for me, but.
0: Bad enough with Tories in you know, it, but don't have mind the Masons coming in.
3: Jesus. I yeah,
2: know.
3: I I don't I don't like these uh, groups. To, the thought of them, to, you know, for me, it's just hobbies for these guys. You're
2: never you're gonna going
3: to be number. You're never going to yeah. be number one no, from. So and and they, they they would drop you as soon as as like. You know, but you know, where I was thinking of, you know, as, as maybe. Uh, you know, for Dermot Desmond to move on For someone maybe similar to him You know, first and foremost Dermot Desmond is a businessman It's all about money for Dermot Desmond And and you know what, as a businessman rightly mm-hmm. He's also got an affiliation with the club He knows the club's values He knows the club's ethos He's a Celtic supporter I, I just think maybe now's the time Or within the next sort of few years Is the time for Dermot Desmond to move on And maybe somebody to come in in his place you know somebody similar to him, not some not some foreign guy, not some guys like you know the Man City Consortium. We know like, someone like that. the
2: club that but
3: some yeah somebody that comes in and has a vision for Celtic that they see what what they want. You know a a, a plan, a five year plan, a ten year plan, twenty year plan to take us forward, take the football club forward, uh, and progress the club because Celtic's got massive potential. You know our <laughs> fan base dictates that we have a huge potential uh, in European football. Uh, but there certain restrictions. You know, TV money will stop us progressing. But there's, if we can have somebody that comes in with a vision, an idea how we're going to progress, I would like to see that happening. But I certainly would like to see a consortium come in, uh, you know, a foreign consortium that just sees us as a bit of a hobby for a couple of years. And if things aren't working out, ach, you know what, let's just get rid of the slot. Uh, that, that would be my thoughts on it.
2: Because I remember uh, asking... J- uh, JFP after the the Rangers' defeat in the Scottish Cup, like is Dermot Desmond up for a job, and and he said uh, it depends. The only question you can ask that part is Dermot Desmond, and we'll see by his appointments and stuff like that. Like at this moment, I'd like to get JFP's opinion on that, maybe on the on the forum or or, or anything like that. But at the moment, I I would like to see a change. In Celtic because I don't, as as Barry said, I can't see any. I think Dermot doesn't run his course with Celtic. He's done what he could for the club. He's he's given us a lot of success for the club. I just think he he he's run his course, and that we we came to an end of a road with him, and we need fresh ideas and stuff like that coming well, in. Barry,
3: see see how you say about you know, uh, Jack had mentioned about uh, it could be judged on his appointments. You know, whilst I'm not. Uh, judging uh, Foster Cogley, it's a very left field appointment, and it's certainly not a statement appointment. It's not like 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 the statement with Brendan Rogers he, he, he you know the whole he made a statement. The, he made he a statement of Matt as well that did After the the semi final, you know the Rangers directors laughing at the Celtic directors. He made the statement. He said "I'm not wanting that happen again." He went and got my uh, Brendan Rodgers in the door. For yeah. me, you know, like I say, we'll not judge the guy. He's not even in the door yet. We don't know if it's going to be him. But uh, postcard was not a statement appointment. So does that tell you? If you're judging not on an appointment does that tell you maybe that Desmond isn't in it? You know, because if he went and got some, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say Eddie, how's a statement appointment. But if he, did, if he went and got somebody like a, like a Ralph Ranyuk or a Jesse Marsh or even a Lucian Favre. I they went and got, I, For me that would be a statement appointment These are guys with big reputations On the uh-huh. European scale That would be a statement appointment for me So if you're judging on a statement appointment I don't think postal is was a statement appointment Gone,
2: mm-hmm. gone go by that Mark Like what we were speaking to JF, JFP that time And that was a, a valid statement He said like that The only Poster you can ask is Is there with Desmond And he'll show his cards In the next appointment Gone by that do you still think maybe he's he's run his course in Celtic? No, I, d- I
0: don't think so. I, d- I really don't, Paul, because for me, Desmond appoints people who run his businesses. And that's what he doesn't feel well. Well, feels he's the next thing, quote unquote, retirement.
2: <clears throat> Do you think maybe he was pushed into his retirement? Maybe Desmond had. No, there was a, a change needed at board level.
0: Definitely, I don't. Uh, definitely, I don't doubt for a minute that Dermot Desmond made it. The, the decision that it was time for Peter Lowton. Uh-huh. Uh
3: huh. D-
2: well,
3: Dermot Desmond said in his statement he tried he tried unreservedly to stop Wall from going. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But he said in his official statement he tried on numerous occasions to talk him out of going. That could be a smoke screen. No,
0: read that but I'd take that with a bit of a pinch of salt I mean Dermot Desmond's right. mad, but if one of his businesses is failing he's going to take action he's that, he's that type of guy, he's proven that with his track record and I mean people going I mean Dermot Desmond Disney owns sell Celtic out right, he's only the no. shareholder so you've got to take that into consideration <laughs> I if Dermot Desmond could turn around and he's talking about financial fair, fair play the 30 million limit Deal dealing with £30 million, but then whatever monies are making, share dividends, it's all to him. looking at the it's Dermot Desmond, spending money to make other people money.
2: The no, Mike, anything to add to that, Barry? Land, you there? Oh sorry, was that for? Was that yeah, for... anyone, Michael, might have you anything to add to that. Like that, he's only left put into what he can. Like really, like it? and he's not going to break into his own thing and make other people money as no, well, are they? Yeah.
3: No, uh, yeah, I get, I get that. However, what I would say is, like, like going back to the appointment, you know, there, there's no doubt, certainly last season failed, failed dramatically. You know, it was a real bad season. So, you know, would would of him realizing that, and then going out and, like I say, making a statement appointment. That might have been because, like I say, I'm not, I'm not a downplaying Postecoglou. I'm not, but it's not a statement appointment, Postecoglou. Gone but very few people would even heard of him up until well recently. I certainly never.
2: Gone well, by, what Mark was saying there that Peter Norris' son is involved in in Man City. It's it's kind of making sense to to, to me now. I, I'm just. Was trying, trying to make sense of all this, like maybe he gave Peter of the name of this guy, and Pete Dame with Desmond again fell back on, on a Peter of Laurel's decision. And with Dominic McKay being known to the club, they went by Peter of Laurel's uh, advice, Barry. Well, we just don't know. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that's I just the thing we're uh, sensing uh, at the uh, moment, uh, didn't I, it,
3: Barry.
2: Said, we just don't know.
3: I said earlier in the podcast. I mean, the the the, the posta Coglu name. Where has it come from? Has it been Fergal Harkin? Was it mentioned six months ago? Yeah. But you know, it's come from nowhere. You know, yeah. no like I say. I would have said probably ninety eight ninety nine uh, percent uh, of people had never heard the posta Coglu up until Friday. And even like even on the podcast on Friday, I don't think it was given much uh, you know much credence. To be honest, you know, we weren't even mentioning him. No. Uh, even though he was the bookies' favourite at the time, we wouldn't have mentioned him as a potential candidate. Because
2: when, when that when, when that came in. That Eddie Hull wasn't taking the first thing that came into mind in your head, Mark was Keane. Oh, uh,
0: we've b- b- said it, we've b- b- it before. I always, I always thought Keane would have been Plan B. Uh huh. But
3: he'll,
0: that, that... He'd be there or thereabouts. just because his relationship with Dermot Desmond and that, I always thought he would be there or thereabouts.
3: And that—that's the thing, you know. Obviously, it, it looks as though Eddie Howe was the number one candidate for the board, but there should have been a shortlist of probably six managers. It should have started out probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty names on the on the, the you know on the radar, and then that gets—it's like any job application, you know. You get applications in, or you get na- you put names together, and then you whittle it down, and that could get whittled down to six, seven names. But Cogley was never mentioned, like. And uh, as what we know, I mean, right? the, yeah. right? but the names he always the names like always get
2: leaked to the media, don't they? You the don't, club don't, obviously yeah. don't leak don't they? Do,
3: yeah. something that just doesn't sit right with me where this name's come from. I don't get it And like I say I'm not downplaying the guy Because like I say I know very little about him And if he is pointed Celtic manager you get chance. Celtic We'll give him an opportunity And we'll get behind him And back him But for me Was he actually On that shortlist You know You talked about Roy Keane I'd imagine he would be There'd been a number of others You know Steve Clark might have been On that shortlist That would have made sense You know But for me This name's come out Of complete left field And if it is the case <laughs> you, Pan- I, I,
2: I'm getting a sense of Of, of panic Barry, when he Ford, you know. I, well, I, I don't know about panic,
3: Paul But, uh, you know For this name just to come from nowhere w- Where was the board's Like, backup plan? If, if he was uh-huh. on it all along Fair enough fair I'd enough. have my doubts if he was I'd have my doubts if he was Has Fergal Harkin just come back onto the scene In the last couple of weeks And the board have said By the way You know, we, we're not sure who we want to appoint And he's turned around and says Well, listen Here's the name for you And they've went with that that's, that's 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 poor. For me, that's poor. That shows that a lack of planning, a lack of plan B, a lack of contingency from the board. But you know something, guys? It's something that we'll probably never ever know, and we'll we'll just have to do guesswork around it. But we'll see what the future brings in the next week or two.
0: Do you think maybe Mikey when Celtic when the board get a whiff a whiff the
1: Eddie Howe deal was struggling, they'll get back with Harkin? I think so. Like you say, it's no coincidence, like I say, I, mean, I don't want to keep talking about the Man City group and that, but it's no coincidence that Fergal Harkin's been mentioned since day one, and it's a Man City group manager that's touted to get the job within hours of Eddie Howe
2: falling through. My so, thinking lot of is that I think Celtic told Eddie Howe he wasn't getting Richard Hughes as director of football, and that maybe Harkin was always in the frame that he was the one they wanted, and the reason it wasn't mentioned is, is because of Eddie Howe wanted Richard Hughes and they were holding off maybe trying to convince Eddie Howe that they didn't want uh, Richard Hughes involved in Celtic that they wanted Harkin and maybe that's, I, I'm thinking that, that that maybe that was the up all along.
3: You know what Paul, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's the opposite. I think Celtic originally wanted Fergal Harkin in the door as director of football and I think that's something that didn't appeal to Eddie Howe and as a result The board, the the, the hierarchy at Celtic have gone with Eddie Howe and says, right, okay, if you don't want Harkin involved, fair enough. And then like what you've just said there, Mark, when it's become apparent that the Eddie Howe deal isn't looking likely to happen, then Celtic have gone back to Harkin. I think that's the more plausible reason. They've gone back to Harkin after that, which is piss piss poor from them. It's piss poor from the board. Right. That, for me, is a lack of spine, a lack of
2: spine within that board. Would that piss you off then, like, if you were Harkin, Barry, saying that you didn't want me from just you taught me that you were going for Richard Hughes, and, you know, would that would that maybe piss Harkin it would, off?
3: It would tell me that the board had a lack of character uh, yes, about them, because if the board wanted to appoint Harkin, which we're led to believe they did, and they've reneged on that because Eddie Howe didn't want him... <laughs> For me, it would disappoint, if I was Harkin, I'd be disappointed, but it wouldn't well, be like a, 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 a game changer in the sense that, well, I'm not coming to you now that you've said you didn't want me. And Fergal Harkin's for a professional person within the, within the it football. It will be like a Roy King situation, yeah. like Roy King would say. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you know? yeah, it's slightly different for a manager. You know, yeah. they did, they didn't, um, Celtic didn't turn around and say, well, we actually want somebody before you, Fergal Harkin. So we're led to believe Celtic wanted Fergal Harkin and it was Eddie Howe that didn't and Celtic have bowed to Eddie Howe and like I say, when it's become apparent that Eddie Howe is not getting the job they've then gone back to Harkin and said, well listen, this isn't worked out, we want you back in the role mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I think back. would you agree that Mark, yeah?
0: Well, I think so I think I kind of road that's went down since Celtic realised that Was
2: that like, start from Celtic, not a lack of planning, you know? Ah, oh, well we've
0: spoke about it, yeah. there's, there seems to be a definite lack of planning at Celtic, not even not even just now, but just over the last few years there's been a lack of long term planning, even doing to the way we've got players coming to the end of contracts, we've got so many loan players in, there's been uh, the, we've came to a point in this season where the club's in turmoil, the squad's getting ripped apart, wow. players want to leave, players are coming to their
2: contracts. That's a strong rock, Mark, this. Turmoil, in it it this. It. It's a bit of turmoil. But well, that's where we are. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's
0: the way we are. Do you know what I mean? That's where we are. Players want to leave. Players have left loan. I mean, I don't know if it was Mikey or Barry it said, we're going into this, the new, the way things stand, we're going into next season, <coughs> excuse me, where Ralston is their only recognisable right back. Uh huh, exactly.
2: Actually,
1: I mean, the club has been in turmoil since Christmas last year. Oh, well,
2: as you was saying, i like, that yeah. rather say there's all John or Kenny of Everton. Yeah,
1: it was Barry that was
2: saying that. Barry, you was saying Barry, never, was... Wasn't you? that, wasn't yeah. that, he? That's right. all John John, John Kenny. I'd rather all John or Kenny of everything. You know? And if we're going into right. him with the qualifiers, we'll be trouble at right back if we have. Yeah, last... yeah. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
3: He's the only recognised right back. Well, you yeah. know, obviously, El Hamid's away, Frimpong's away, Kenny's away back. So, he's our only recognised right back. And like Martin, the guy said, it's, it's it's the poor planning. It's the fact that we've allowed you know multiple lone uh, personnel within our squad, we've so many of our first team squad to run into the final year of their contract, uh, and and there's not been any contingency. You know, obviously Scott Brown was coming to the regardless he was coming to the end of his career. Uh, you know at Celtic. And we didn't have a back, unless Sorrow was the backup plan. But if Sorrow is the backup plan, he's pretty much something to start from scratch because he got very little game time. But, you know, this is something we've gone over multiple times. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Hours.
2: So, as I'm going to finish on Terence Casey, uh, Paul Terry, he says Celtics seem to have given Eddie Howe too much control and decision making. I know it's blown up in our face. That's all from tonight's thoughts. For myself, too. Barry and Michael, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, if we do have an appointment in the next couple of days, and whoever Celtic manager may be, I'm sure Barry and Michael will join us to yeah. talk about the new management uh, for myself. Thanks to you guys in the live chat. Mark will now close the show.
0: Uh, right, thanks very much again, Paul, just for everything on here and behind the scenes as well. Thank to Mikey and Barry for joining us again. Uh Brilliant every time they come on as well. And everybody that's tuned in to watch us, thanks very much. We're at over 400 subscribers, which is absolutely fantastic. But spread the word, get your pals and your family to subscribe to the channel, and remember and hit the thumbs up button. Good night, lads, and God bless. Thanks
2: again. Cheers, guys. My last bite.
0: This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast
2: on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.